CM Punk, the same guy who I believed in, the same guy who left me when I needed him most. I was livid. I packed my bags, I got in my car, and I made a promise to myself that day. I made a promise that I was gonna become the best in the world in spite of CM Punk. I made a promise that whatever outcasted kid at school who was getting bullied, who was getting bullied, had me to watch on his TV screen, and I made a promise that I wasn't not gonna leave him high and dry just like you did, punk! You gutless coward! At Revolution, March 6th, you can choke me with the chain! You can whip me with the chain! You can make me bleed buckets! But I will not quit! Because if I quit, then I'd be no better than you. You know what, Chris? I don't want to talk to you. Because all you're doing is sucking the blood out of me, and my blood's too tough for you, dog. My heart don't pump Kool-Aid, God. You know what I mean? You may do it to the young guys back there and tell them, hey, kid, you got a bright future. Look, team up with me. <laughs> I'd rather do things on my own. And you know what, Chris? I want to fight. How about it? Me and you at the pay-per-view. How about it, Chris? Come on. If you do manage to beat me, Chris Jericho, I swear to God, I will look you in the eye, I will shake your hand, and I will tell you that you have my utmost and ultimate respect. Because that'll mean that I helped you get over the one thing that's holding you back, and that's the fear of success. You dig? <laughs> Let me give you a warning, okay? We got the match, great. But don't give me the Chris Jericho that did the Mimosa match. Don't give me the Chris Jericho that got pushed off a cage by MJF. Give me the Chris Jericho that was the first world champion in this company. Give me the Chris Jericho that bled buckets in Tennessee. Let me get the Chris Jericho that got respect from one of my heroes, Senru, in war and wrestled out there. Give me the Chris Jericho that turned WCW upside down. Give me the Chris Jericho that uh, your close friend Levesque hated. Give me that. Because if you don't, I'm going to eat you alive. And you know, I, I saw in that promo, Jay, over and over, you said, fuck the Hardys. Between the two of us, we've had 20 five appearances in WrestleManias. How many have you had? Between the two of us, we have held every tag team championship there is in every major promotion. Have you? As a matter of fact, because you said fuck the Hardys, I called Vince McMahon and I made sure you will never go to work there. And I also called my dear personal friend, Tony Khan, and made sure you will never go to work there. And we're going to embarrass you so bad on March the 12th outside of Boston, Mass, that you're going to be running out of the Indies for good. We're going to send you home. And you can stay on the farm. It's not fuck the Hardys. It's fuck the, the Briscoes. <laughs> Yeah.
Good shit. Late to every episode. Late so much, I'm going to have to buy you a pregnancy test. Bob Rude. <laughs> I want to be a podcaster. Yay. It's my name is Kenta. I'm going to call him Kenta. Dynamite drop in, Monty. That broadcasting school is really paying off for you. <laughs> You're so high, you don't even know it. Oh, I'm a boy. You ready for a scotch ad? We don't know anything about him. <laughs> the only thing he's got in his wallet is a bunch of names of whorehouses. <laughs> That's flair! <laughs> Probably look like Jim Duggan shaking the tape out of his crotch. Benoit, enjoy my wife. <laughs> That's a bold statement, Cotton. Oh my god, mine just stopped recording. No, we're good. We're still recording. What a dick! <laughs> I'd cease and desist me. I'd cease and desist me hard. I need a minute to recover off that. What kind of game is it? War games! Let a war! War games! Are impressions. I have, yeah, I know. That's the only thing I've said in the last half hour. Bark, Bark like a dog. dog. <laughs> oh, 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 jinx. Holy shit. How did that actually happen? Here we go. Good wrestling day, motherfuckers. You know what this week is? That's right. They say I want a revolution. That's right. A couple of days away, I am going to be at Revolution. I'm, I'll be shocked if I talk about anything else this week. I'm so excited. Welcome back to the Top of Wrestling Podcast. It's Wednesday, and you know what that means. We're here to talk the Top of Wrestling, some Top Moments, Top of AEW, whatever you would call the Top of WWE. We have a Top Topic this week as well. We're going to be talking the era that is gone but will never be forgotten. It's really not that long ago, but that's right. We are still mourning the loss of NXT. We'll be talking about that because Braun Steiner knocked over that X. It's all over. It's done. It's in the past. Now we got nice and pink. But this week we will also be bringing maybe a topic or two to the table. I think we're uh, going to have some things we got to air out. And, of course, you know that this show... If you're listening to it on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Amazon Music, Pandora, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. If you subscribe and you like, you already know that you will be sharing this episode. If you're seeing today's NXT logo, share it. If you're seeing any post from the top of wrestling, share it. And you are entered for the 100th episode giveaway for that nice extra medium shirt i feel like i may just have to get an extra medium one now for this thing no matter what ladies and gentlemen the man the myth the legend the sexy boy like Shawn michaels odm i don't know how you's done it but all i know is you's done it up that morning and looked at the scores and the standings and I go what the fuck happened insane so what you're alluding to is the fantasy league um we as we've mentioned you get extra points if there is a stipulation on the line um I have Wardlow Ricky Starks and I think one other guy that's in the face of the revolution match so every time they win you get extra points you know because it was a stipulation on the line you also get points if someone's getting eliminated from a battle royal 
and I cleaned house on AEW's match opener for the Battle Royal, and it was, you know, we'll we'll get into it later, but Red Dragon won, and what have I said on this show? I, I went for the tag teams, and what was the first text you said? Shit, your tag teams finally paid off. And I'm the first to not only break 1,000, which was nice. I I thought you were going to be the one to do that. I'm I'm kind of sad you weren't. But do you want to reveal the news of this uh, fantasy league? Well, I mean, it was bad enough that I got knocked to second. Well, I'm in third now because Professor just uh, slingshotted himself from fourth to first. And you know what? Good. As long as it's not Tiger Queen. I will happily hand the title over as to you. As long as the T-O-W has the W-I-N, that's all that matters, that's baby. That's what I like. Which is funny because if you listened to last week, I'm like, oh, we'll have to put our stable together and combine our points. Dude. Nope. If- and the best thing is we have another battle world tonight and I have more tag teams. <laughs> Dude, you're going to shoot up ahead. I'm telling you, when you win, we need, need to get a top of wrestling belt. <laughs> just, oh my god and you throw their tra- theirs down in the trash this is nothing and you hold yep. ours up um, it, it's, it's funny because you had the guy that I like to refer to as hurt them or hurt me heal them he wrote and got all butthurt uh, how does he have this many points and to Flamingo flares she goes no I I I've checked all the store, all the scores. Everything's right. And he goes, it just doesn't make sense. Dude, why are you guys crying? When you guys get points, you're fine with everything. When other people have a hell of a night, you bitch. I didn't make one peep. I didn't go back and look at the scores. When that one dude cleaned house, the horseman yeah. cleaned house at Elimination Chamber, I was like, yeah, yeah. I kind of had a feeling would. And whatever the points are, I trust her. The commissioner I don't trust, but I think mm-hmm. Flamingo pr- seems pretty competent. Absolutely. You know, math. Absolutely. Yeah, she's, <laughs> you know, yeah, I think. Yeah, I think and that's what it all came down to. Above board, above board, yeah. Like you said, the commissioner, different story. Well, you got to figure, it keeps changing the rules, right, just to try to work to his advantage. It keeps shooting himself in the face. It's hilarious. I love it. It's been fun. It's And, yeah, he's in, like, fifth. Yeah, for you to be in, in third, we both know that you'll be back in second, but. Oh, man, we'll see, it's man. It's gonna come down to me and you. I feel like right I now. I feel like I think me, it's you, going and the all the way to WrestleMania. So. Yeah, and that's the thing. I, I I don't have anybody high profile for WrestleMania, so I'm fucked. You know, I need to really jump ahead. Horseman's got some talent. Oh, so. I I I don't have anybody really for the WrestleMania. I, I really feel like. I mean, <laughs> I'm I'm banking on Revolution. I'm banking on Dynamite Dark. That's where I'm at. Yep, so. absolutely. But let's talk real wrestling news. Now, we're not the ones that coined the phrase. Shit, we're not even the ones that uh, trademarked it. But God damn it, we say it every week. It's as good as it gets. ODM with the news. Jesus fucking Christ. It's 2022, and I have to talk about Vince McMahon at 70-something years old wrestling at WrestleMania against an ex-NFL punter. Yet here we are. We're talking about it. (laughs) 
Pat McAfee's going to be on, uh, I'm sorry, I got that backwards. Vince McMahon's going to be on the Pat McAfee show, uh, I believe, tomorrow. And that is supposed to set off the chain of events that's going to lead to a match between them at WrestleMania. Now, I did see an article from Meltzer today, and again, not the source of truth, but, you know. Um, that And it's funny the way he wrote it. He said it's going to be a lot of smoke and mirrors. Which is kind of the allusion to Cody. So I, I, I'm reading deep there. But basically it's going to be like his match. His, the, the last match he had was against... Uh, who the fuck was his last match against? But it wasn't really a match. Like, they gimmicked their way out Are of it. Are we talking about Bret Hart? Or, or Bret Hart, yes. Vince versus Bret Hart yes. was his last match. Yes. It's, at WrestleMania 26. So you know damn well um, the dude's not going to wrestle. When I heard the words... No. Nah, when I heard the words smoke and mirrors, I took it as just that. I took it as it's going to be a cinematic match. We're going to get Vince in a gold jacket or, or his blazer. We're going to get uh, Attitude Era versus Austin Vince. We're going to get different eras, kind of like you did with Cena. That's what I'm seeing. There's no way he's going to come out to the ring and be able to wrestle unless he comes out and then, here comes the money, and you hear you see all these guys come out and like Austin Theory, right? He's trying to prove his worth to Vince. Oh, actually, that's, that's a good like point. It'll be like a no-holes-barred match. It'll be everybody versus Pat McAfee. It'll be the dumbest shit in the world. Or he just calls out Undertaker. Take his place. No, no, don't do it. Don't do oh, it. Oh, I don't want them uh, to do it. Shit. Now <clears throat> I don't know. Because now I hang on. Now, man, that would be a good one if you call it. Kind of like I called the pallbearers last week. That's not bad. What's he got to do? He's in a good, he's a good enough shape he can come out and do a choke slam and call it a day. I totally agree. I think he's going to have a proxy. Um, I think somebody's going to take his place. Wow, this... <laughs> I'm almost thinking The Undertaker won. <laughs> now, you got me kind of stuck there. I think it might work in Dallas. Again, easy night's work, right? Well, that's what it's all about. That's enough about that. What else you got? Let's, let's move on to some more as good as it gets. Uh... It looks like it might be uh, Johnny Knoxville versus Sami Zayn and Logan Paul and The Miz versus the Mysterios at WrestleMania 38. Um, Knoxville versus Zayn, I, I, I would rather watch that at like a, a mud show or something. Not on WrestleMania. It's a comedy segment. And Logan Paul can go fuck himself. Uh, we've said that before. So, um, yeah, just not really looking forward to any of that either. So, so far... Not looking forward to things. Uh, we, we are getting our unification match, but uh, Meltzer, another Meltzer report came out today. So this is officially, uh, per WWE, a unification match. But per Meltzer, that's going to last like a week. Because in W, the way he wrote, the, what he said, what he wrote was, current WWE, there's no way they can get away with one world title, which is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. But you know what? Modern day WWE, it's true. It's it's a sad state of affairs. So they're going to unify the title, and then within a month, there'll be two titles again. Do you think they have a new uh, logo or a new title when this all comes together, or do they just merchandise? Oh, merchandise, just the one. Merch. <laughs> oh yes. God! Well, and it's funny because I've seen so many. 
uh, tweets, memes, everybody being like, it's funny how they're billing this as it's about to be the greatest WrestleMania match and, and main event of all time. And everybody's like, okay, well, what about this? What about this? Ooh, what about this one? And and I'm like, yeah, every one of them. And we're about to watch know, I, one. I, I, the Lesnar is going to be Lesnar Roman. Lesnar is going to be over. The crowd loves him mm-hmm. for what he's doing right now. It's the first time that you can cheer him, and he's playing to it the right way. I was just reading a report today that if they're not smart about it, we may have another Goldberg versus Lesnar on our hands from WrestleMania 20 in oh. Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey because people are over both of them. Gotcha. Okay. And it's like that just may get booed to shreds. They're just not off to a good start with WrestleMania, yeah, man. Yeah, that's a good just, call, man. And what's great is me personally, I cannot wait to talk about Revolution. Because you know it's going to be <laughs> all right. Uh. All right. Sorry. <laughs> Come on, man. You know it's going to be. Yeah, All right. it's going to be uh, What else you got? All right. Uh, AJ Styles re-signs with WWE. It's a damn shame, but he's obviously happy doing what he's doing, so more power to him. Um, sounds like he might be facing Edge at WrestleMania. That, I think, has potential to be a solid match. It just seems shoehorned, so there's, like, no emotional investment. It's more of just a, a 2K play along. And we're like, ooh, AJ Styles versus Edge. That'd be cool. Yeah, I played that once. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's funny because... He, in his promo on Raw, alluded to he wants to be phenomenal at WrestleMania. So he did that hint. But he also did a hint at Cody Rose. Um, so he, there, he, he was a very, he did a very well thought out scripted promo. It was scripted, you know, because that's WWE. That's what they but do. Yeah. He did a great job. Um, making people wonder who it is. And, you know, wink, wink. This is dropping on Wednesday, but it records Mondays. So, you know, you had mentioned uh, tomorrow. So did you mean Tuesday is Pat McAfee, the, the Tuesday show? Is it Tuesday? I thought it was Thursday. Then, yes. Then yesterday. Oh, then it is. Th- okay, or tomorrow. Then you were actually. <laughs> wow, you were playing right, Kayfabe. Good for I you. I was, oh, yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. I just... Thanks for oh, blowing. Fuck K-fabe. it. We're live, pal. Great. I just did a curtain call in MSG. <laughs> um, the next part I want to read uh, personally, I, I mm-hmm. thought this was a great job uh, or uh, just a great uh, article that I got to read. And it's funny how many people are writing back or clapping back at this. And I, I've gotten a lot of great uh, articles that I've had to read re- recently about writers, especially. So this is great. Um, the first is that Dax Harwood talks about how at Raw 25, Let's go back to Raw 25. It's where basically all of the click and Bullet Club beat the living shit out of FTR. And it was in the Manhattan Center, if I'm not mistaken. It was in that little uh, that little area because they had the, the Raw logo. And before the match, or before the, the spot, Dax had a conversation with Shawn Michaels. And, you know, he's talking about his elbow injury. He was talking about life. They were talking about stuff. And he said Shawn was cool man he was just real awesome to talk to and then the crooked eyed monster got in front of his boys with the click and started mocking Dax's injury being like oh his little elbow things like that and he goes and it's like really that's how you that's how you are 
And I'm like, what it, it, I see it. You know what? I'm sorry. I don't want to say this isn't to offend anybody, but this is specifically Shawn Michaels. You're a fucking hypocrite, Mr. I've seen God and I'm a Christian now. You're a fucking hypocrite. You're still a piece of shit at heart, I think. I think that guy in 97 and 98 who was popping pills, I don't think it ever went away. I think you've been that douchebag. You blamed all of your shit on your pills, but deep down, you're still a dick. You really are. To do that to one of these guys and then even more, every one of those guys walked through the curtain and didn't say a word. They all high-fived each other and walked through the curtain. Not one word to FTR minus one man turned around, shook his hand as well as Cash Wheeler's hand and said, thank you guys, I appreciate it. Because you're thanking them for putting you over. Whether or not you're, uh, yeah, for someone like Shawn Michaels to say that, FTR is putting them over, but that's the right wording, right? They, they put them over. You did right. the spot. You mm-hmm. did the everything that had to be done. X-Pac is the only one that turned and thanked both those guys and said, thanks, guys, I appreciate it. Shook both their hands. Everybody gets through the words of X-Pac heat, man, but that gives me a different respect for – or a, a mindset of respect when it comes to Waltman because I just – he could have very easily went along with all of his buddies, but he's true to at least trying to push the younger talent in the business. And which is funny because he's been recently doing some GCW events. Him and Joey Janela have been kind of feuding off, and he kind of came out of not retirement. Some of the gave officially retired, but he's been doing some GCW stuff, which I think is just I don't know. I, I, I everyone everybody all hated X Pac. Right. It, it, it's funny because I have a surprise thing for you in a couple of minutes, but everybody has always hated him. You get that X Pac heat. I've kind of always liked him. Never had an issue with him. I think, worst case, I didn't care for him in like 2002 because I was like, eh, there's just so many other people here, but never had an issue with him. So I'm just glad that he at least did that. But fuck Shawn Michaels, man. How could you not just at least not only thank everybody, thank the guys that, that put you over, but really you had to play two faced? You had to. Be one way and then the other way to impress your boys. Yeah, I think that's just the kind of dude he is. He needs to impress the boys. So, and it's funny too because uh, it's not funny. It's actually kind of sad because he's you know being championed and heralded as this you know uh, leader over at NXT and you know, but but you're still acting. Yeah, like Yeah, well, this. guess what he did? He stepped all over his own buddy to do it. Yeah, well, that's true too. Yeah, so I don't know, man. Yeah, it, it, it's it's sad. Uh, so, well, what are you gonna do? Now, you probably heard at the beginning of our show, I, I've you know been really liking to get random bumpers and you know good sounds. You got a little Kingston and MJF. We'll get to that, but I've been waiting. You know the the Briscoes have been throwing shit at FTR quite a lot. You know, not even quite a bit. Like they've been doing it like almost weekly. They were sending videos. Yo, Tony, come put your your plane right in my field. We're, <laughs> we got plenty of room, and nothing's happened. And I'm. How many times have I predicted Briscoes at this point? I'm like, now I just don't even care. Right. I'm like, it's like Bray Wyatt. I'm over it. I don't care when he shows up now. I'm like, I want you to capitalize on the moment. Um, But now, on March 12th, the Hardy Boys are facing the winners of the Briscoes versus SATs. And, which I, I was, I thought it was the Sats all this time. Yep, you're welcome. But... <laughs> Briscoe's put out a video saying fuck 
the Hardys, and the Hardys respond back with fuck Briscoes. It was awesome. It was just, oh, I, I, I love promos through Twitter. I don't know why, or in YouTube. I, for me, it's just, you don't have to watch shows all the time. These guys just doing quick ones, and they're not scripted. They're getting to be themselves. It's just been awesome to watch. So now it's probably going to be Briscoes versus Hardys. I don't think they would do this many promos versus each other for Hardys to face SATs. That would be weird. Yeah, no, it's um, definitely. But to follow to that, Hardy, <laughs> the day our show dropped last week, he said he is excited about going to AEW and nervous. And everybody's like, he's confirmed, he's going, he's going. And then like 12 hours later, he wrote, Jesus, social media. Uh, what I meant was, you know, I have things in the work and in, in the works and I am, you know, obligated and I'm going to fulfill all those dates and everything I need to do. But, you know, I'd like to see this stuff happening in the future. I don't think he's officially signed or confirmed or anything, but, you know, everybody twisted it their own way. And, you know, I woke up to the same thing. I'm like, oh shit, he's going to be there. Well, the first day that he's allowed to go anywhere he wants to is going to be. When Dynamite is one week from tonight in Fort Myers. Oh, I'll be there. <laughs> you know what's going to be? Dynamite. Oh, I'm excited about that. That's, yeah. Um, I'm surprised it's not on our news. And I think that I, was I don't think just... we heard it last week. If... Oh, okay, go ahead. Because I, yeah. some... I noticed something uh, missing from the news, but I don't know if you're thinking the same thing I am. Fucking Cesaro's release yeah. WWE, and we don't have it in the news here. How is that? I, I am so glad we just thought about this because talking about, I bet you I know what triggered your memory, is the no-compete clause. Yep. The man doesn't have one because he let his contract expire while being there. Mm-hmm. Smart move. Probably never really expressed any interest of, hey, I want to leave, want to leave, because you see the, the Luke Harpers, the Mustafa Ali's, all the guys that keep getting told you have to stay – Cesaro never really said he was going to leave. Yep. Shit, he had, in my eyes, top three matches, one of the top three matches at WrestleMania. It's hard to choose with Sasha and Bianca. Um, I do think it was better than Roman, Daniel Bryan, and Edge, so I would say top two. Uh, And then just gone. Well, I'm sorry. No, they let him have the match at the backlash of WrestleMania's backlashing mania. (laughs) He had that match, and then after that, he was done. So, I don't know where... They, I, we've talked about it. AEW is oversaturated. Yeah. But... There is a set of question marks for the AEW face of the Revolution ladder match. They have not announced that there... As of at least this recording, they have not announced that there's another qualifying match. And there's five people in this, and they said there's supposed to be six. So... Do they announce it tonight? I'm not saying Cesaro. I'm just saying, do they announce it tonight, or do they wait all the way to the pay per view and surprise us? And if that's being said, man, do it on the hottest heels. Don't wait. I've been waiting for Briscoes. I've been waiting for certain people, and you keep holding off. Pull the gun on Cesaro. If you're going to do it, do it right now. And it's funny because I've seen several memes of. You know that guy that changed my mind, right? I've seen several of them with yeah. Roman and Paul Heyman sitting behind that little table and it says he won't be world champion AEW either. <laughs> changed my mind. <laughs> but I would think he's way more credible of a champ 
than Adam Cole. And Adam Cole's about to go for the championship yep. there is what nope. I'm saying. Absolutely. So it would Oh uh, man, I don't know. But last week, Tony Khan does what he does. Sniffs that Adderall or whatever it is, and then says, Hey, I'm gonna give a surprise to everybody. And he said, I'm gonna do it within a week. And then at the end of that week, he said, the announcement is I have an announcement soon. <laughs> but I can't say when, where, what. And it's not just a signing. It has to, It's a big thing. Okay. So there is either they've partnered with someone. He's bought Ring of Honor. I think he's bought Ring um, of Honor. That's my guess. That's my guess. You think? That's what I think, yeah. Okay. Then I know 100% what it's going to be. It's he's going to do a simulcast <laughs> and he's going to say, I now own ring of honor. And then Cody's going to show up and go, it did say AEW EVP, but it said Cody. Ro-. I'm trying to go back to 2000. Hey, no, oh my God. I please don't do that. I don't, but want he said that. something that hasn't been done in a while. That's what Cody said. He wants to do. He's going to own ring of honor. Even though it's Tony that's really buying it, he's going over with his money. Uh, I don't like this idea anymore. <laughs> I don't want to talk about this anymore. Let's move on. <laughs> you ruined it. <laughs> um, I, I see that you have this next piece of news on here. I'm excited because I have no idea. I haven't looked into any of this. I can't wait to – how many are – yeah, just go. I'm well, so excited about we, this. Because we, we've talked about this before. We were trying to figure, like, the percentage of people that aren't over under, on yeah. there. Okay, right. So – I'll break it down. I mean, if you if you have questions about certain names, I'm not going to read it because there's 161 people on the roster in WWE 2K22. All right. Out of the 161, 98 no. are active wrestlers. They may not be on TV much, but they're signed to WWE. And so 98, so that's more than half. All right. Uh, then you've got, let's see, how many is it? 29 that are actively unemployed. They are not with WWE, but they're still active. 29. (laughs) Then you have 28 legends. And then you have six, which I have in the legends slash somewhat still active category. So, yeah, yeah, just about half of them are no longer with WWE or Legends. Hmm. This game is going to be worth something one day. (laughs) Yeah, so there's that. It's an interesting list, though, because, you know, it's funny because, like, for the Legends, you've got uh, Diesel and you got Kevin Nash. You got Scott Hall and you got Razor Ramon. I hate when they do that. That should be one player, and that should be a character change. Yeah, like or not character, a uh, uh, wardrobe change. Yes, exactly. I hate when they do that. Yep, they've got uh, Undertaker 1990, and then Undertaker 2002. Um, so they've got a couple wow. of those. Yeah, um, dude, no, no, that is phenomenal. What a transition! One more question. Hey, come on, Jeff. One more. Right, 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 right. 
Who'd win in a wrestling match, Lemmy or God? Lemmy. Ah, God. Wrong, dickhead. Trick question. Lemmy is God. Yeah! Oh, come on. It's gonna be a one-time segment, man. One-time segment. I'm I'm pulling an audible on you here, man. That you're not ready for. I, I know. <laughs> you heard the audio. You, you you heard the audio here, and you know. Who would win in a wrestling match? Lemmy or God, right? Well, Lemmy is a God, right? Well, what if? You know, you're saying like you have these guys that, you know, you have Nash and Diesel, right? And same guy, but different, right? Who could beat who? Sometimes you try that in these 2K things. This had nothing to do with 2K. But I just wanted to, I'm going to throw 15 matches at you. Yeah. And you're going to tell me who would win. Obviously, that's the same exact person. Right. But I'm curious to see if we're on the same page or not. And I have different order I have to go with on these, but we'll just go with this first. I'll go with a nice, easy one for you. John Moxley versus Dean Ambrose. John Moxley. I agree, because it was just way too watered down in, in WWE. We have a three-way match. Fake Diesel versus Isaac Yankum versus Kane. Obviously, fake diesel. (laughs) (laughs) It's all about the power bomb, baby. All right. Some of these are goddamn silly. Some of these are good. John Cena versus Dr. Thugonomics John Cena. Ooh. Remember, you got heel tactics. You got, that's the whole point and the difference with these. I'm going to go Thugonomics. Okay. I actually went the other way. I was like, <laughs> Super Cena doesn't lose. Yeah, probably. Um, Papa Shango versus the Godfather. Ooh. Uh, Godfather was just a gimmick at that point. I'll go Papa Shango. Had some mystique. It's kind of where I was at, too. I, I like the, the heel uh, of what Papa Shango could have been and was. We talked about him a couple minutes ago, and this is what I said I wanted to come back to. One, two, three, kid versus X-Pac. A major underdog versus the guy who's got some more stroke at this time. Uh, X-Pac. I went with kid. Yeah? I think he would upset him. Hmm. Well, yeah, that was the gimmick, you know? Yeah, well, again, <laughs> these are nothing major. I was just, this is for fun. Uh, Triple H from DX, and I'm going to specify, I'm talking 1998, they are like at the best face they could be versus Authority Triple H. That's pretty obvious. Is it, though? I mean, if it was obvious, I would say... uh, Because face DX was always losing, it seems like. They were almost like the comedy bit but i go dx because that's the whole point dx is supposed to be against the I, system, I went authority so. only because i'm sure they'd find a way to screw yeah that, that's that's kind of what i was guy. thinking because yeah hulk hogan versus hollywood hulk hogan hollywood that's to me yeah, that's a no-brainer because he would just powder 80 percent of the match yep um american badass undertaker versus what we're watching today, 1997, Undertaker. 
Hmm. That's a good one. Uh, I'm going to say uh, 97. Dead man. That's yeah. what I'm saying, too. Yeah. I was like, I I didn't care for American Badass anywhere mm, yeah. near as much. And it was, yeah. Um, <laughs> one man gang versus Akeem, the African dream. <laughs> oh, my God. One man gang. Ron Simmons versus Farouk. Oof. I'm going to go Ron Simmons. Same. Especially after seeing what he does in APA later, I feel like. Yeah. You saw he's way more badass. A um, couple more. The Sultan versus Rikishi. Rikishi. <laughs> yeah. The Giant versus The Big Show. Giant. But then he turns. <laughs> well, obviously. 2001, Chris Jericho. We're talking just about to win the the Undisputed Championship. Feuding with The Rock all summer and, you know, but still part of Team WWF. Or, or facing 2008 Chris Jericho in a suit talking nice and monotone. 2001. I actually loved the way they presented him in 2008. They made him extreme main event caliber. I would take that one over that, but I but they're both main event guys. Uh, 2012 CM Punk. So we're talking heel CM Punk versus right now's CM Punk. The heel, yeah, yeah. I'm a I'm a punk guy, but it's, it's never going to be as good until that man goes heel. Um, Bradshaw versus JBL. Like Bradshaw APA or Justin uh, Hawk yep. Bradshaw? Okay, so no, I'm sorry, just uh, APA uh, Bradshaw. Yeah, I like that idea. Big Money Matt versus Broken Matt. You know I'm going to say Broken Matt, man. Hell <laughs> I yeah. I like the gimmick, you know. <laughs> Brutus the Barber Beefcake versus Zodiac versus the Disciple versus all the other gimmicks. Disciple because he was in the NWO. <laughs> That's what I would have picked. Stunning Steve Austin versus Stone Cold Steve uh, Austin. Come on. That's easy, Stone Cold. Yeah. Just a couple, two, three more. Ken Anderson, Ken Kennedy. So you have Ken Anderson from Impact or Ken Kennedy from WWE. Mr. Kennedy. Yeah, I know. Uh, I don't know a lot about the Impact thing. So, I mean, I'd have to say Mr. Kennedy just because I don't know how to compare him. It's the only one I know. I actually liked how they did the Ken Kennedy, Mr. Ken Kennedy in WWE. He was taking out Hall of Famers and World Champions left and right. Right. They... He was doing great, man. His biggest problem was Randy Orton, from what everybody has said. Um, And we are down to the main event match. This is going to be my favorite one to talk about. Dude Love versus Mankind versus Cactus Jack. Cactus Jack has more longevity. He's cross-promotional. The most badass out of all of them. I think he would take it. Yeah. Man, mankind as cool as he was and as deranged as he was, 
still was a gimmick. Cactus Jack was just felt like a guy. You know, he had a nickname that yeah. he earned, and and then Dude Love was Dude Love. I mean, come on. Like I said, just a random uh, little game I thought I'd throw at you today. There you I go. Was like, you know, it was the whole Lemmy or God that really kind of made me think about it. I was like, well, what if these guys all faced each other? Hey, man, what are you doing Saturday night? Do you know what I'm doing? I'm going to Revolution <laughs> in Orlando. It's awesome. I thought Gonna it was Sunday for some reason. Color match. I thought it was Sunday. I did say Saturday. It is Sunday. You're 100% right. You it's, motherfucking I'm leaving liar. For it Sorry. It's the vacation begins. Noish. Well, let's run down the card real quick because I want to see. We'll just go as I name the match. Let's name the winner on each one. All right. Uh, so far, for what we know right now, we have Keith Lee versus Powerhouse Hobbs versus Wardlow versus Ricky Starks versus the Juice Man, Orange Cassidy versus question marks. TBD. Who do you think wins? I'm going to go Keith Lee. Christ Almighty, if it is orange. Um. I actually am going to rely on... Well, first, I read an interview today from Powerhouse Hobbs, and he said it's just going to be a beef versus beef versus beef match. This is something you've never seen before. Yes. That's what we've talked about, man. You know? I, I know. And I was like, I hope they keep it that way. You had to throw Starks and Orange in there because you got to have some bodies to toss that are light enough. I actually am going to give it to the question marks. Yeah. Whoever that is, I think that's who's going to win it. You're only going to get a TNT title shot. Well, you know what? Hang on, back up. Keith Lee had mentioned he wants to go for that title. Yeah, actually, I back it up. Even with whoever the question marks is, I think it'll end up being Keith Lee as well. Easy way to get him out there quick. But, yeah. He can hold the TNT title, gets him on TV every week. Yep. Now, we were supposed to have a trios match with the House of Black versus death triangle but phoenix's elbow hasn't snapped back the other way since (laughs) uh, a couple weeks back so that got postponed and now we are going to get a different trios match and i had said to you last week god i really hope i get to see darby allen and i am going to see sting darby allen and sammy guevara versus matt hardy andrade del rio and isaiah cassidy in a trios tornado match Oh, God. So it'll be like another ladder match, basically. It's, yeah, it's going to be a shit show. <laughs> I can't wait. Uh, Ty Conti, speaking of Sammy Guevara, is going to be challenging for the TBS title against Ch- Jade Cargill. Just found out where I'm going to be going to take a piss. Yep. <laughs> the women's title match will be probably the best women's match I will ever see face-to-face, and that is Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa. Um I just realized we haven't given any answers to this. I think <laughs> yeah. the faces go over in the Let's, trios match. Agreed. Uh, Jade Cargill will retain. Agreed. And for the women's title, man, oh, man, I don't know. Britt's going to retain. Hmm. I would like to see a good crowd pop. Here's the thing. If the world title doesn't change hands, and I feel like it's going to be the women's title. Right. I don't know. I'm not saying you have to have a, a title change, but just to me. Uh. Um, 
I'd be okay with either winning. I'm okay with it. I don't care. Let it go to a fucking 60 minute draw for all I care. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, the tag titles right now we got Jurassic Express versus Red Dragon versus whoever wins tonight. They're teasing Bucks. They're teasing. It still could be Santana and Ortiz, but it my still could be personal... Lucha Brothers. I know Phoenix's elbow is reported as not being healed yet, but it's it's getting. No, but close. that's the whole reason they're not doing the trios match. Sort of. That's why they they gave everything away on TV. Yeah, you know, I throw shit at I the think, wall. I don't know. See if it sticks. I throw a whole pan. <laughs> um, the world title match, as we already know, is Adam Cole versus. Wait, we didn't pick uh, predictions for the tag title. Match. Oh, it's hard to predict when you don't know the other team. But um, I mean, shit, I would really love for it to be Red Dragon. I guess at the end of the day, I bet you. To be honest with you, I bet you the Bucks go in there. Do you want to know why? What's that? Santana and Ortiz, as much as you want them in there, mm-hmm. they're going to be a part of somehow the end of the one match. It's already been built way too much that way. Right. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, I'm going to pick Red Dragon. I am. I think that's it. That's a pretty obvious one since they won the first week too, um, which I can't wait to talk about how. Um, so. Adam Cole, Adam Page. God, I have I have to say I think Page is probably just going to retain. I say you put the title on Cole, then Cole and Red Dragon have the belts just like they did in NXT. And Adam Cole Good at time least, for Omega to eventually come back. Adam, you know, and Cole, you know, <clears throat> as much as he's shrinking, he can hold the title as a heel long enough to figure out who's going to take it from him. Fair enough. So and the title needs to come off. Adam I got to hold on this. Yeah, it has to come off. I got to hold on this. I I agree, but I just don't know if it's the right time for Adam Cole. I don't think it's. I don't think it's going to be transitional. As well received. Yeah, but then that means you're going transitional to transitional. This is true. Yeah, that's all I speak of is truth. Um, the match is official. Brian Danielson, John Moxley. You know, they said they're going to bleed together, and Danielson said he's bringing some violence so that's gonna be fun uh we already know the dog collar match with punk and mjf so first i'm gonna say i actually think moxley goes over and danielson respects it i'm gonna say opposite i'm gonna say danielson's gonna win and moxley will join forces with him hmm shit i like both (laughs) either way works um I think Punk and MJF, I probably Punk. I mean, I'm thinking unless him. somehow Wardlow comes out and helps him. Yeah, I'm going to pick MJF, and uh, they'll go to a third match. Punk will win that one. Okay. Now, the one I can't wait to talk about. This was goddamn promo of the week for me. and There was a lot of good promos, man. I texted you, and I'm like, are you a dart? You go, yeah. I go, oh, my God. Dude, I won't even say a word. Just don't skip anything. I mean, you had MJF's promo, mm. but Eddie Kingston was phenomenal. Dude, my favorite part is he made it more real than anything when he leaned in and half whispered into his ear, I'm going to eat you alive. Yep. That's real. 
that's a real thing. That's what you would do. You would get to someone's grill and get that close, and that was awesome. And, and you know, so, I, I, that match, I think Kingston's going over and Santana and Ortiz help him. Uh, yeah, my, no, that, decision. that makes sense, and I, and I agree with that. Um, don't you think that it was kind of shitty that after Kingston did that, I'm going to eat you alive, that Jericho still had to get his shit in and walk away with his music playing? Shouldn't they have just ended it with Kingston saying that? Like, shouldn't he have just thrown down the mic and been like, fuck you, I'm out? I think it's even better that the smug Jericho had to get one more thing in and for Eddie to look like the underdog because when he does beat Jericho, that's it's going to be that much better. Yo, Jericho was off his game. He was like, in our match on May 11th, uh, March 11th, uh, he was all, like, he stuttered like 16 times. And believe me, I'm not a fucking great talker <laughs> of my own, but I'm just saying that he. It was not one of his best nights, and Kingston owned the shit out of him. Maybe he got into the Adderall. <laughs> well, it's funny because I read a report. I didn't. I, I, let me take that back. I read a headline. And I, go, nah, I know what you're talking nah, about. Not even clicking in it. It says Chris Jericho responds to ab implants, and I go, "What the fuck?" I go, "So people are claiming that he got ab implants," and I go, "He does look flatter abs than he has." In recent, but he lost the weight. You could tell where it is on the size and shit. He didn't get ab implants, but that's a really funny thing that he even responded to. That's hysterical. And I got to wonder if there's going to be like an ab implants kind of chant going on. I've been thinking about it a lot. Like what kind of chants could happen during this show? I, you know, I had a great idea before I go ahead and, and go on to talk about what having a dynamite. You know the most popular thing right now is when it gets real, real quiet. The moan with the oh yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Like, if it was like, like just dead silent at like mm-hmm. a graduation, it's like a common thing to do on TikToks where like a TikToker where a kid will go oh yeah, like but like you're doing it to like make everybody laugh, right? I had the thought about it. If they go shh. Because someone's gonna do a chop, <laughs> like good timing. <laughs> yeah, right. There you go. I keep it in the back of your mind. No, there. but yeah. Well, what made me think of it is the one time that Big Show did that, and I yelled out, "I smell like beef." Don't ask me why. Someone put me up to it, and I did it, and it was not an issue. Uh-huh. Yeah, there's worse things in the world. You could have shot it out in that moment of silence. Beer's a hell of a drug. Um. Let's talk about Dynamite. We have talked about it already, so let's get into the rest of Jericho and Kingston. Um, I told you don't even miss a thing of Kingston's entrance because when he walked up and stood right next to the the other security guys looking like he was... Oh, my God, I marked out. I laughed so hard. But, dude, calling things out, and he's like, you're going to be a good baby face. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't know what that word is. And then he goes... And I'm going to ask you, do you know what the word uh, achieve-a-phobia is? No, I don't. I got a GED. <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, you know what it is? I, I don't want to, like. It's real. Oh, yeah, I, yeah, exactly. I don't want to over-compare it, but it's like Austin. There's no gimmick. Yeah. It's just him allowing to be himself. Just to, Yeah. You know? And it's funny because I see so many people shitting on him, man. I've seen so many people online being like, this guy's way overweight and can't wrestle, blah, blah, blah. Why is he even sure. anywhere in, in the main part of this? And I'm like, I don't know, man. I'm like, because same. Could Austin wrestle? No. 
maybe a stunning Steve, but when he was Stone Cold Steve Austin, he was an ass kicker. That's it. He was a fighter. No different than kind of what Kingston is. And I, and it's a great comparison. I like that you said that. Um, you know, not like a comparable character, but a source of someone just being themselves. I love it. Yeah. And that whole promo, all of it was awesome. It, it's funny because I'm waiting for him to accidentally drop an F-bomb. Like when he's like, right. hey, yeah, that's what you're going to do. I'm waiting for him. Like, Get the fuck out of here. I'm waiting for something like that one of these days. Because it the just seems like it's going to be. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait. Um, he's actually been pretty outspoken. Claudio don't want to come here. Yeah, I Claudio saw that. That was awesome. And I'm like, ah, uh, because he says he has real beef with him. Well, he also had real beef with Punk. They both admitted, yeah, it's real. I mean, but we came out and we went out and did our shit in the ring and, you know, made a storyline out of it. Why? There's no way that you can't make some money out of it in this business if you're going to be smart about it. Weekly Cornette reference. I'm, I'm all for it. I, I like. He had mentioned... Uh, he should just uh, stay home and train for six months. Let the, let your name yeah. get, leave everybody's head and then come back. Uh, not a bad idea, but we're impatient. I'm impatient. I want him now. I'm way But, too Daddy, impatient. I want an Oompa Loompa now. <laughs> um, we kind of mentioned already. Well, we did mention, you know, Red Dragon wins. I got to say, uh, Bobby Fish ruined it for me. I knew Red Dragon was going to win about five minutes before the match ended. Uh. Uh, when you get eliminated, you're gone. You're supposed to be gone, and he was hiding by the ring shi- ringside, but the cameras showed him like six or seven different times, and he was trying to crouch down. He kept putting his head up, and I was like, yo, you're like the worst at whack-a-mole. <laughs> Sit down. No no one will – when someone yells to you or something, go. But, dude, like he was just popping his head in there, and I go, well, Rad Dragon's going to win this. I called it well in advance. It was just bad, bad work. Um Pack and Penta Oscuro, because you can't have enough names. I mean, John Morrison has plenty, so why can't Penta? Um, they end up beating Knights of the Black Throne. And then Buddy Matthews, the former Buddy... Uh, why did I just lose his room? Yeah, I don't... Yeah. Uh, former Buddy Murphy, now in AEW and joins the House of Black, which is awesome. That was... You know, in the video or the vignette that he showed the week before. Yeah, that was pretty cool. He goes, who are we waiting on? He goes, history. And it was awesome. Uh, Ricky Starks qualified. So now you got two members of Team Taz who are going to be in the face of the Revolution ladder match. And it's probably going to be funny that both of them will probably lose. Um, Jade Cargill defeated (laughs) the Bunny. Outstanding match. Brian Danielson defeated Daniel Garcia by way of submission. Good match. They made it really hyped up. They were like, it's a dream match, the first time ever. It's going to be great. And I was like, eh, it, was, it was good. Yeah. It was all right. <laughs> um, look, at, I don't want to, I don't like to repeat certain things in so, some ways, but I think if you're going to say it three times for the hat trick, I think I'm allowed to say it in the podcast. We got MJF's promo about being a five foot nothing ADD riddled Jew boy. I've never heard someone say that line. So many times in the span of two minutes. (laughs) But it was good, man. The tear, the part with Punk coming out, is it true? Yeah. Dude, I mean, we all know. I mean, you can't have a dog collar match, and we are four days, five days away from it or whatever from, you know, with Dynamite to that. There's no way that they're not going to have the match. It's not going to be a bloody massacre. So it's all going to come back this week where Punk's going to have his sympathy, yada, 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 in a jumping or whatever. 
But God damn, that dude is good. That was a good promo, man. Oh, what, what did you think of it? We're in uh, we're we're in March, beginning of March, twenty twenty two. I don't see this is going to be feud of the year. I don't see anything surpassing this. Oh, yeah. And they've still got they're going to go to three matches. At least they can go to five. Yeah, I'd be uh, fine with. It. They could go this all the way into all out as like a steel cage or some shit. I don't even care. Yeah, they this, could fight at both double or nothing and all out. Right. Yeah, they they just work so well together. And MJF was already slated to be one of the pillars of AEW, uh, future world champion, likely uh, the greatest heel in the business at the time. Um, man, he he's surpassing that now with Punk. It's just going to a whole new level. Dinner debonair, or what? Just yeah. like I said. Yep. It, dude, oh, my God. <laughs> I knew that it, I knew that there was something up with his promo when MJF goes, we got any Jews in the house? Huh? Huh? All right. I was like pandering to the crowd. Where the fuck is this thing going here? And, man, it was really good, though. I mean, all of it being pretty true, I'm sure, you know, because – as a smaller guy, and I'm not saying that he was m- most likely uh, bullied, but maybe he was. But I do believe the fact that, you know, at his age, you see that picture of him meeting Punk? There's no goddamn way in hell that, that that wasn't anything but probably the best day of his life. Oh, yeah. Me? I'm a Punk Mark. If I had the opportunity to meet him, that would have been one of the best things for me, too. So, I... They are doing so well with this feud, like you're saying, feud of the year, because you're bringing real stuff into it. You're making it organic. You have your little comedy. You have your real stuff. You got some crazy shit. Next thing you know, it's going to be something like Punk is going to go head head first through like a car windshield and have to go out for two months because he's real injured. Something crazy. Like I think this is. It's going to be a great build and keep building. This could be a feud for a couple of years. This can't. There's no reason this can't be your Flair and Sting or your Hogan and Savage that we had for a couple of years. You know, what I mean, like this is you have opportunities with this. They can keep. You can come back to it. One of them become world champion, and then we, we revisit it again. Yep, absolutely. Give me more. Mm-hmm. You know what they say though. You know it's going to be all right this Sunday night at Revolution. John Paul George and Ringo said that one. Yeah. Maybe Yoko did. <laughs> I can, I can look I don't you. know. All right, let's bring something to the table. Just bring it, bitch! Oh, my God! I had a very, very, very tough time deciding one or the other when it came to what topic I wanted to talk about for bringing it to the table. One makes me happy. One irks the living shit out of me. So I'm going with both. Uh, impact wrestling. I'm going to start with the positive for the billions of times that I was like, they're going to, yeah, they're going to go out of business any minute now. They're still there, man. And they are still providing some pretty decent storyline content. Moose is still calling out Roman. He's saying if anybody, if any world champ needs to be acknowledged, it's me. Um, the, the, the stuff with Jay white and the, and God, everything. I mean, Impact is that little engine that that could. It just never ever went away, and they're still here. Chicka chicka chicka. <laughs> but wait, wasn't the little engine? Wasn't his song the "Come on, ride the chain and ride"? Nope, too soon. Nope. 
was bad. Boo. Boo. <laughs> but Impact Wrestling, I'm just saying, you have stuck in there, man. Ring of Honor is about to be bought out, and I thought they would have beaten you. You both started basically in 2002. I thought that they that they both would have – I thought Ring of Honor would have outlasted Impact by miles. And I don't think that's going to happen. So I'm just very impressed. Good job to you guys for still trying, man, and, and still producing shit. Like, you're not giving up. And I, I was making the jokes I, when they were on whatever channel. I'm like, I don't even have that channel. What was it, like Oxygen? I don't even know. It doesn't matter. Why well, it, it, it was something I knew I didn't have. Speaking of negative things, um, let me ask you a question. When is the last time that it was postseason for baseball? And right now, we're the Yankees. They have the chance. They're about to get into the World Series. But they need to call back on an old-school shortstop. If there's one man that can do it, you need to bring back your Hall of Famer. Because Hall of Famers should still be able to play, right? Yeah, why not? Why not have Derek Jeter go in? You're a Hall of Famer. Why the fuck do Hall of Famers wrestle so much? I wanted to bring that up. like, And I'm not sure if I fully did, but at Elimination Chamber, yeah, Hall of Famer Goldberg, Hall of Famer Lita. There was like three or four different Hall of Famers that were in matches. You have it, like, at WrestleMania, it's always Hall of Famers facing each other. It's the only business in the world that a Hall of Famer goes back to the same job and can do that job as a Hall of Famer. You get into the NFL Hall of Fame, you're not going to be they're not going to draft you in because it's Super Bowl time. Well, it's the biggest event of the year. We got to have all hands on deck. I absolutely hate when you're a Hall of Famer and you wrestle. I just want to throw that out there. It bothers me so much. All right. I don't disagree. Yeah, every once in a while, maybe. But, yeah, it's a definitely played out. Could you imagine the Bills make it to the Super Bowl next year, but mm, Josh Allen gets hurt. <laughs> Hall of Famer Doug Flutie coming into the rescue. Yeah. I don't even think he's a Hall of Famer. No, nah, I don't think so. <laughs> maybe the Canadian football. Talk man. about a five-foot-nothing guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I brought two. You got to bring two. All right, bringing two. The first one was just something random I noticed, and I didn't. It left a bad taste in my mouth, man. Uh, you know, sometimes you know it's late at night, about to fall asleep, so instead of putting something on, you know, that I want to actively watch, I just put something on I've seen before because I don't. I'm gonna fall asleep anyway. Uh, such was the other night. Put on Dark Side of the Ring. I put on the Collision in Korea episode, uh, and right in the beginning, they're really talking about uh, WCW's partnership with New Japan and Anoki and all that stuff, and it's Bischoff talking. Meanwhile, they're showing footage of WCW guys working in New Japan. And one of the clips they showed was Rick Rude getting injured with his back hitting that elevated platform. I just thought that was in bad taste. Like, all the clips of WCW guys, you had to show that one that just completely ruined him. Just kind of bothered me. It didn't even mention, like, that's what happened. They just happened to show it as a clip. Yeah. Not like you used it just for the... Yeah, like the not the fun of it. But I know what you're saying. It's weird, like that that they showed that, but didn't even acknowledge what happened to the man. But you're still gonna show that. Yeah. How many? I mean, like I know it was not exactly the best event until Flair got in the ring later, but still. Yeah, just messed up, messed up. All right. So anyway, uh, the more important one is, uh, yeah, fuck Kane, fuck Kane, fuck Glenn Jacobs. 
Um, you know, a lot of civil unrest, and we're not going to get political here at all. Uh, civil unrest in the world today, and I, I feel like most people are kind of of a certain opinion on it, right? Pretty pretty global mm-hmm. that, yeah, not cool, shouldn't be doing that. Uh, and Glenn Jacobs, as an elected official, a representative of the people, um, decides to go on Twitter and make it about politics. Uh, slandering the other team while defending his team and calling them great. And then at the very end, putting a little snippet uh, about the U.S. should not be involved. Okay, agree, disagree, it's not about the politics. So again, he makes it all about political parties, really kind of disgusting, and then kind of just like, yeah, we shouldn't do that. You know, Again, which that's not, you know, we're not here to talk about that. Hangman Page responds with a link to UNICEF, Support Children of Ukraine, uh, another link for the Ukraine Crisis Relief Fund, and then a YouTube link... 10 ruthless chair shots Kane took to the head. <laughs> Adam Page for the win. Holy shit. It's the <laughs> first time I've liked him in months. Exactly. You're more over on Twitter than you are in the ring, dude. But I love that he's got the link to YouTube. It's just so fucking great. That's amazing. I did see a funny thing that um, someone, or that, that Glenn Jacobs, put out a tweet a couple like weeks back and he's like this is getting ridiculous we need to make sure all of our kids are unmasked <laughs> and i don't know if it was a real thing or not but i think someone tweeted back bro didn't you wear a mask for like 15 years <laughs> you know what's great though pretty soon when we travel along in the delorean end of this year we're gonna see his debut but for this week, we got a brand new title that was introduced. Top in the DeLorean. Marty, you've got to come back with me. Where? Back to the future. Wait a minute, Doc. Well, what are you talking about? What happens to us in the future? Will we become assholes or something? Give me a hell yeah. This is the president of Turner Sports. He's your boss. This is Dr. Harvey Schiller. This cannot bode well for you. Well, the good doctor's bringing down the house. You think just because you have a contract that you have total control of World Championship Wrestling? Well, it's my understanding, according to that agreement, that I'm executive vice president and I run WCW, yes. You think just because you have a contract, you can file referees anytime you want? Well, yeah. That's a good point. Bulldog wow. can't believe it either. Nobody ever kicks out of that. From behind. From behind. Here we go. One, one two, three. We got him. No. One, two. Sold in the tight. He got him. It's finally over. Unbelievable. What a matchup. You're not going to find athleticism anywhere like this except in a World Wrestling Federation. And give credit to both competitors. Things are heating up because WrestleMania is on the way. Why do I use the word heating up? Because this year for WrestleMania 13, it's called WrestleMania 13. Heat. That's it. Heat. (laughs) Found that interesting. Let's move along. How did Raw Nitro go this week? (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we'll start with Raw. So we get Vince opening with uh, talking about the Berlin Wall. 
so WWE is finishing their European tour uh, over the course of which they've been having a tournament to determine who's going to be the first ever European champion. Uh, we get Owen and Bulldogger in the finals. Uh, tonight's episode's in Berlin. And, uh, yeah, they're basically using this to hype up the dissension between them. So, uh, we get Honky Tonk Man announced uh, to commentary, announced in German. It took me a second. They are in Germany, after all. Uh, so, that we get um, Sid's going to be defending the world title against Mankind later, and Rocky Maivia is going to be defending the IC title against Vader later in the program. Uh, we start with Triple H versus Bret Hart. Uh, they randomly show some lady in the crowd, and Honky Tonk Man goes, Oh, my sweet Fraulein. What the fuck are you talking about, Honky Tonk Man? What the fuck are you talking about? First China, now some He's rando been on German TV chick. way more than I wanted him to be during this uh, <laughs> watch along. Um, so uh, they show Hitman backstage. They mention Austin's not in Germany with everybody there. He's back at the WWF studios. Uh, Brett got pulled in by some fans on the entranceway. There was a group of girls about halfway down the ramp on the one side, and they were just pulling every wrestler right into him. It was insane. Um, so somebody, they, they were selling these Bret Hart, like, teddy bears, and a fan threw one into the ring, and Triple H picks it up, and he looks at it and just punts it into the crowd. It was fucking hilarious. Loved it. Great heat. Uh, absolutely. Uh, basically, Hart gets dis- uh, disqualified. Uh, he doesn't break the five count, putting the boots to Triple H in the corner. So there's that. And China gets in the ring and stands up to him, calls him out. And you could see Hart was like, it really spoke to who he was in ring because the thought of him hitting a girl, as passe as that statement may be, it, it is what it is in the time that we're watching it. Mm-hmm. Um, you could see he was really uncomfortable. Like, he couldn't even look at her. He's like, yeah, I'm not going to fucking hit you. Come on. Uh, so security ends up taking her, uh, taking her out, and Triple H actually shoves off security, off of China, kind of starting to show the formation of that allegiance right there. So... Uh, not too bad. Not too bad. Uh, that ring, the ring was mic'd weird, or it just oh, that, the the bumps sounded horrible on that ring. It was like they springy did. or something. I don't know. Sounded like a live event. Yeah, right. Pretty much. Uh, yep. Yeah, so uh, throughout the night, they're uh, showing uh, recaps of different things uh, between Owen and Bulldog, and where that dissension's been building. Dude, this was an entire fucking recap show. Yeah. Raw was nothing but recaps. It was horrible. <laughs> Other than the main event, I hated Raw. I just want you to know that. Right. Um, all right. So they go to the WWF studio. You just see an empty director's chair, and then you hear a toilet <laughs> flush in the background. What? I take that back. That was a good part, too. Uh, yeah, because they're supposed to be talking to Austin. They go, well, Austin's not here. And then you just hear the toilet flush. I'm not going to lie. I tried fucking hard to find that as the sound bit that would open up Rob at, or our Monday Night Wars. I couldn't find it. That was such a good one. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah, Vader versus Rocky My View for the IC title. Uh, another recap of the Final Four. Uh, we get the slam of the week, and it's Undertaker doing old school. Um, okay, add that to the... One, two, he's got him award with the sharpshooter being in there. <laughs> uh, Vader goes for a second. Greatest submission, powerbomb. <laughs> yeah, right. There was a botchy uh, counter from a Vader's second row spot into a power slam. It was real botchy. Um, 
So basically, this the ending was really weird. Mankind gets the urn, and I don't know if the setup was so bad that it looked like he was supposed to go after Vader, or because basically what it looked like to me was he was gonna hit Vader with the urn. Vader moved, he hits Rocky. <clears throat> Excuse me. And you're getting all choked up about this. Yeah, I know, right? <clears throat> and commentary was even having a hard time explaining it. It was just. It just didn't make a whole lot of sense here. Uh, Vader attacks Rocky post-match. So, speaking of recaps, though, as you were mentioning, we get one of the uh, ECW invasion. It was weird. They blurred some stuff out. They blurred Dreamer hitting uh, whoever. His own head with the can. Yeah, with the the pan. And then they blurred out Sandman's beer can. So, it had to be the beer can because the first thing they showed was him hitting himself in the head, and they blurred that. But then when he took a drink of it, they blurred that too. So they actually also blurred out one of the chair shots that I think Devon gave to Mikey Whipwreck. Which is weird. And I figured out why. Okay. I think it was the you need to be watching Raw because Raw Live is uncut, uncooked. That used to be their big thing from ninety three, ninety four, ninety five. On Mania, superstars, shit like that. You'll get recaps. But you're not going to get the actual thing. Uh-huh. Maybe that's the whole point of it. I, that's the only thing I could think of it too, because I was like, my own version had it too, and I have the the live air date version. I was like, it's just odd, but yeah, that, that's the route the 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 route they took with that one is weird. Yeah, it was strange. I didn't get it. Uh, next, we get Sultan versus Flesh Funk. Uh, King's on the phone talking shit Sultan. about Sultan. E- Sultan, <laughs> yeah. King on the phone talking shit about ECW. Uh, Funkettes apparently didn't make it the trip. Um, we get a Raw is War ad for next week. Uh, we get Polly on the phone after Lawler just runs down Lawler a little bit. Uh, Flash hits a Rana and fucking landed right on his heed. Right on his heed. It did not look good. He got a little bit of a stinger on that one, I bet. Uh, but you know what? A good way to recover from hitting your head on the mat after doing a Rana is to do a moonsault. And that's what he yeah, did. You're already kind of dizzy enough. Might as well just complete it. <laughs> but the Sultan gets the win with the camel clutch. Um, recap time. Austin assaulting the stagehand. Remember back in October, that whole backstage segment where he just got escorted out by security and the cops were waiting for him? Well, if he didn't remember it, don't worry. Well, they showed you they, a fucking clip of it. They showed you. Um, Vince's uh, references an interview later where Mankind speaks in German. Uh, and we get a promo from Sid on Mankind. More Owen Bulldog issues. Uh, we get Ahmed coming out. This was my probably, at least my favorite moment of Raw. On his way to the ring to do an interview, he's walking. He gets right about to that section on the aisle with the, the clingy fans. Yep. Ahmed's just kind of got his hand out. He's looking straight at the ring. He doesn't break stride. And all of a sudden, you just see him put his hand out, and he slaps somebody up. This motherfucker found the only black dude in Germany, and without even looking, gave him a high five. <laughs> it was amazing. Didn't high five anybody else? Nope. It's like he saw this dude, and it was just like, what's up? It was amazing. It's the... Uh... The Key and Peele version of Obama <laughs> when he goes into the White House seeing all of his friends. Yep. <laughs> oh, that was so great. Oh, that's that's awesome. Yep. I, uh, I, I want to ask you this question. You don't have to know this off the top of your head. What's the time difference between New York and Germany? Oh, couldn't tell us. 
But I'm going to go ahead and say this wasn't live. No. Uh, it, I think that's one of the main reasons. With all these recaps, I think you'd have been better off giving us recaps. Why didn't you just have someone filming this European Championship tournament? Open outline, you can't find one effing match other than Owen and Bulldog. And that's sing- that really stinks because some they said it was Austin and – or no, Brett and Owen, I think, fought in one of the rounds. And yep. I was like, what? Well, I would love to see that one. How did that all go down? Like, it's just – I don't know. In, but instead, in case you missed WWE or you've been legitimately having, like, amnesia, here's six months' worth of, of video packages – like, not only did they show Final Four, not only did they go back and far, far enough to say, let's show you Royal Rumble, they said, hey, do you remember in October when Austin got really mad backstage and beat up all of the production crew? You don't? Let's go back to 96. <laughs> I had a major issue with this Raw, man. It really bothered me. I was like, I'm really trying to get into this right now. And you had mentioned, well, I'll tell you this. This Raw sucked so much D- that it was easy for me to move on the next one and, and watch the the next episode. You said that it's the Raw's War promo. Yep. I forgot. It's a change, finally. Things are... This is... I forgot when 97 starts to make a cosmetic change, and it's already happening next week. So, And it starts with Raw's War. It's not just Monday Night Raw anymore. That's cool. I'm excited about this. Absolutely. Do you know Raw backwards is War? Wow. Well, we got a WrestleMania ad uh, for that's coming up soon. <clears throat> Man, I'm getting choked Heat. up again. Wow. Uh, we Heat. If you, if you Now, here was a breath of fresh air, honestly, uh, for Raw. Uh, we get a recap of Legion of Doom's return. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did. Oh, God. They did say uh, that. Me, I love that they hyped up. Oh, yeah, WrestleMania's going to be in Chicago. That's where we're from. We're from the streets of Chicago. No, you're not. <laughs> uh, next gimmick we- sure <laughs> next we get mankind versus Sid for the world title a mankind indeed does cut a promo in german um uh, kind of disturbing but it kind of works i think he got his ear torn off when he was in germany he did yeah against vader vader who's also that's the best part show. and now they're teaming together it's <laughs> awesome right. um Let's see. Uh, so we get during the match, we get Austin in the chair filing. He was in the toilet because he was sick, not because of the crappy airline food, but because of Bret Hart's whining. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. It was good shit. He made it really hard to be a Bret Hart fan. <laughs> I was a bit, I'm a big Bret Hart fan, you know, in 97, I still was. And I was like, yo, just keep your whining down, man. I'm trying to back you up, bro. And Austin is calling it all out. And I'm like, oh, shit, he's right. <laughs> he ain't lying. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Sid ends up hitting a power bomb retains. Uh, guess what? A recap of Owen and Bulldog. I wish they did a recap of all the recaps they did. <laughs> yeah, they should. Earlier tonight, we showed you these recaps. Option eight. <laughs> Option eight. Um, we got another WrestleMania 13 ad with your favorite music ever. Oh, oh, <laughs> WrestleMania. It's WrestleMania. My jam. As soon as I heard it, I'm like, oh, Mark's going to pop for this one. Uh, we go back to Austin again. We get a recap. No, nah, but you know what, though? That song, it's good. 
But if I had to choose a favorite WrestleMania song, it's one they haven't used yet, but it's the one I think they're using this year. It's the spending my days working hard on the go. Nope, can't do it. Go ahead. Yeah, that's. Yeah, I don't think Vince likes Jeff Jarrett too much. <laughs> I'll wait till Nitro. Yeah, uh, I'll sing it during Nitro, <laughs> y'all. Oh, uh, we get Owen and Bulldog for the European Championship in our uh, main event. Uh, Bulldog definitely gets the bigger pop. Uh, you know, being British, he's in Europe, so somebody actually had a, a Union Jack there, so that was cool. Um, man, this was so good because. As much it was good, and it almost had something taken away from it, because they spent all the episode recapping all this, you know, tension between them lately, and this was a respectful wrestling match. Bulldog throws Owen to the floor. He holds the ropes open to let him back in. No bullshit. They shake in between breaking on on the grappling. Uh, Owen does the same thing to Bulldog. Lots of sportsmanship. Um, Owen gets a sharpshooter on crowd rallies behind Bulldog. Uh, he gets the ropes. Uh, Owen goes for the pile driver. Bulldog reverses into a power slam. Gets a two count. Uh, and then they win like on a reverse schoolboy or a small package. It was kind of a flat finish to what was a good match. It seemed to have had that really good beginning and then kind of just, oh, yep. it's over. Um, decent pop. Uh, they do shake hands in the middle of the ring, but you can tell that, uh, Owen's a little bit pissed. Mm. We end with our crowning of our first ever European champion. And then a video package of the match you just watched. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I thought they did a great job playing into the storyline of it, but also the athleticism and the the sportsmanship. But um, I think this is easily Davey's best match because everybody loves him and Brett at Wembley, but – he botches like thirty-seven things at Wembley. Right. Um, you know, he's not exactly your five-star classic kind of wrestler of all time. And just watching him and Owen, I was like, it's just a good match because his family in there together. They did, you know, they they know each other, being that they've tagged long enough at this point already. So uh, it was awesome. It was good to relive that entire part. That was the best part of Raw. The only good part. I think it was the only thing that was actually on Raw. Yeah. Besides right. the, the it was recap. all recaps. Well, we go. All right. Well, let's recap Nitro. Let's recap Nitro. Uh, we get to see the NWO showing up backstage in a Hummer limo. Uh, Six's arm is in a sling. Not sure what that's about because they never really got into it in this episode. Uh, then, as they walk off, we see another limo come out, and it's the president of Turner Sports. Uh, him and his entourage follow the NWO. We open up with uh, Conan and Hugh Morris versus Mongo and Jeff Jarrett. Uh, right now, they're the only healthy members of the Horsemen. Everybody else is out with injury. Um, yeah, so uh, at some point, Public Enemy comes out, and they try to take the briefcase from Deborah. Jarrett pulls it away from one of them, and holy fucking hell. I don't know if Jarrett was trying to hurt him. I don't know if Mongo wasn't ready for it. All I know is that Jeff Jarrett full force takes that Halliburton and busts Mongo in the head. Busts him open. That Uh, moment was already better than all of Raw. (laughs) (laughs) Nailed it. Yeah, so uh, obviously uh, Dungeon of Doom get the win on that one. Uh, Anderson and Flair come out. They're in the ring with Gene, and uh, they basically both call out Jeff Jarrett saying, hey, what the fuck's going on? Uh, and then Deborah talks again. The Boo Birds are out in force. Well, the problem is that Jeff, he couldn't wait to be alone with his baby. 
that night. Boo! <laughs> you wish you had this talent. <laughs> Good and terrible. Uh, so <laughs> next we get D- Hey, it's good. <laughs> uh, DDP versus Fuller. I didn't catch this dude's name. I don't know. We had a we had a reversal into a diamond cutter. Look beautiful as it always does. Um, Bean Gene, he's recapping a uh, Savage attacking DDP last week. Uh, and he says, "Yeah," and then he goes up to the rope and he gave you the elbow slam. Gene, how long have you been with Macho Man? He hardly messes up. I'll give him that was a slip. Uh, and then uh, DDP's parting words for Macho Man is, hey, Macho Man, snap into this. He throws up the diamond cutter thing. I was like, oh, that's clever. Yeah, because he does this, the Slim Jims. Yeah, I get it. Okay. Um, you know what I said? Boom. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Next, we got Ray Mendoza Jr. versus Juventud Guerrero. Juventud wins. Then we get just a very cringy spot that I didn't really get. Like, I mean, I guess I kind of got where they were trying to go with this, but yeah, it wasn't very good. It was basically Jimmy Hart, Jacqueline, and Taskmaster going to commentary booth. Um, Nancy and Chris aren't in Atlanta tonight, and uh, Jacqueline saying she can take any man on. Hogan, you know, macho man. DDP doesn't matter. Um, and it ends with her, like, jumping into Sullivan's arms, telling everybody that they're too legit to quit. And Jimmy Hart has that airbrushed on his fucking jacket. You see, he was once too legit that he had to quit. <laughs> um, and when she jumps on him, she like wraps her legs right <laughs> around his waist. Like she jumps up, he grabs on. He's holding her like she's a one pound baby on his hip. It was. I like this duo. I didn't even know this was a thing. I mean, either. I don't know why I never knew this was a thing. It's a train wreck. It's an absolute train wreck. Uh, I got to take a little tangent here. Nightwing, you know we're recording right now. Why, why, why are you messaging me? I, I get the same thing. I'm like, come on, man. I'm just busting hey, your hey, balls, good, dude. Good to talk to you. But, um, you know what? I got to say, speaking of Jacqueline, Sullivan, Benoit, woman, this is for you. <laughs> Good work there, uh, Benoit. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. I was laughing at your name. I mean, because you know what it sounds like, right? Oui, monsieur. Sounds like Benoit balls. Benoit. Balls. Benoit! Balls! Benoit! Balls. Thanks, Benoit. Balls. We're never gonna find Benoit. Balls. Hey, hey hang on. Benoit. Balls. I can't even say it without saying balls. It's a Benoit! Balls. Benoit. Balls. Benoit! Balls. No one! So, guess that's it for Le Chouf and Benoit. Balls. Nailed it. When you sent me that clip from Archer last week, <laughs> I could not believe that that we did not naturally use that into the, to the episode, but... Hey, y- y'all gotta tell us what was it? Was was it the topic? Was it the the picture? Was it the name of the episode? What was it that drew you guys in? That was like our most downloaded episode ever. <laughs> yeah, Benoit balls. <laughs> All right. Oh, I'm sorry. Ben was balls. Ah, you know, was. it's kind of natural. <laughs> <laughs> They're the all natural ones. <laughs> oh, it still makes me giggle. Do you know what kind of casing it comes in? 
It's like a box. You open it up and the balls are in there, but when you close it, it looks like a holy Bible. Oh, now that went too far because of Benoit. And, oh, boo. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, way to make it weird, bro. Oh, come on. Yeah, because Benoit balls are not weird in any way. Yo, I've screamed that so loud at this campground right now where I'm at that people are like, yo, what the fuck is he doing in there right now? You better be careful. You're going to get some 60-year-old swingers at your door in a couple of minutes. Hey, Sonny, you want to play with mine? They call me the toothless aggressor. (laughs) It's pun for the whole family. <laughs> oh, I get what you did there. Oh my god, that was a good pun on top of punning pun. <laughs> Keep it up, you're gonna be punning soon. Anyway, Hank Aaron was in the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> well, did he play? Did he just get done playing no, a baseball game because he could as a Hall of Famer? He's in the Hall of Fame, so he didn't he didn't wrestle. Uh, next, we get Mike Enos versus Dean Malenko. I thought this match was going to get interrupted just, you know, from historical uh, records, but maybe not. Uh, I'm like, Mike Enos is still working for this company. <laughs> I didn't even know he did anything exactly. past the fabulous. Uh, no, they weren't the fabulous Rougeos. He was the, the. It's him and Dirty Beverly Dick Slater. Brothers. Yeah, no, but he was with the yeah the the Beverly Brothers, and then past the Scott Hall debut, I was like, I didn't even know that Mike Enos was really in WCW. And goddamn, this dude's on my TV every week, still looking like Steve Austin, coming out dressed like him and everything. The uh, vest, the bald head, you might as well just start calling him Stone Cold Mike Enos. <laughs> you never know; they might have gotten there. Uh, yeah, so he cuts a promo. Uh, basically, Malenko wins, cuts a promo saying he's the new improved Dean Malenko, uh, and he's going to run through Eddie and anybody that gets in his way. So, uh, next, yeah, uh, you, you heard a little bit of it, uh, a little bit of audio in the uh, intro to this segment. Uh, we got Gene on the ramp, and he introduces Eric Bischoff. Uh, and as Bischoff's talking, uh, Dr. Schiller, that's the uh, Turner executive from the beginning of the show, comes out, and that's Bischoff's boss. Says, we need to talk, and uh, basically he just runs them down. You think you have total control? You think you can fire referees as you see fit? You can break the rules, take titles away from people? And Bischoff, my understanding is Harvey. Yes, I can. (laughs) Harvey. He looks like a Harvey. Uh, So, yeah, so uh, Harvey Schiller, Dr. Harvey Schiller, does end up suspending Eric Bischoff. Uh, No financial responsibilities. Can't sign any more matches. I don't want to hear a rumor that you've answered the phone or been in the men's room at a WCW event. That was a graphic. I mean, we have seen a lot of bathrooms during Nitro, uh, so that's not uncommon. But he had to like go outside and shit in a bag. Um, it's it's funny. You, you don't have the right to do all this. We are you as a janitor. Why are you even on TV right now? <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, it's, yeah, I, I, okay, new twist, I guess. I mean, at least it'll give us a, a week maybe of exactly. them completely taking over and making every Nitro end the same. It'll probably still end the same. Yep, <laughs> pretty much. Uh, next we get Ultimate Dragon uh, versus Eddie Guerrero. Eddie wins on a really sloppy pin. His feet were on the ropes. You could tell he wasn't happy with it. Uh, then Malenko comes down. They have a little bit of a face-to-face getting geared up for their match coming up. As we hit hour two, uh, hey, guess what? A recap. Of Bischoff getting suspended. It's only the there. first one. I'm all right with that. <laughs> exactly right. Uh, we get Wall Street versus Scotty Riggs. Buff interferes. Uh, that's really about it. Um, 
Next was quite possibly the weirdest segment I've had to take notes on since we've started doing this. <laughs> Please tell me what happened. Midge, what the hell is this? Um, so we get word out of nowhere that Piper's in the building. Uh, so we go to break. When we come back, Piper comes out. Has an icon shirt on. Looks kind of similar to the NWO shirt. Um, he says, Hogan, two times when you meet, two times you sleep. Uh, you're with two cloned monkeys. One is called Hall. One is called Nash. Not too bad. Uh, does a nice, you know, promo saying, you know, I got two families. I, you know, I got, you know, my family at home. And then I've got, you know, you guys. You're my second family. He's like, but I want to recruit, you know, my third family. He's got six guys that he's going to just have come down to the ring that he's going to wrestle with, and then the crowd's going to give a thumbs up or a thumbs down if he's going to be part of his third family so they can team up for Uncensored to take on NWO and WCW. I'm fucking smiling ear to ear right now. I can't even contain myself because I know what, what you're about to talk about. And this is just... Like, I want to laugh already. Just hearing you pre-describe this is already making me giggly. Oh, God, please talk about this. This is one of the best segments I've ever watched this in my is... entire life. <laughs> By the way, brand new to me. I think I may have skipped this entire week when I was a kid because I don't think I would have sat through that many recaps, and I definitely don't remember this segment at all. <laughs> Dude. This was just fucking madness. Uh, icons on his shirt. It stands for I cower over nothing. Okay. Uh, at one point, he's, uh, he's cutting a promo to the crowd talking about how he crazy he is for doing this. And he starts slapping himself in the head. Hello, McFly. Hello. He actually <laughs> says it. It was pretty fucking cool. That was the best part of this. So our first guy is, you know, I, at first I thought maybe it would be some jobbers or something. I guess technically it was. Uh, we get some rando in jeans, and he taps out to a chicken wing Kimura, gets the thumbs down. Next, we get some blockhead with a horseshoe shaved into his head in jorts. Uh, uh, yeah, guess who that is? I was trade looked familiar. In, in 2003, he will be known as Luther Reigns in WWE. Uh, I'm not familiar with that dude either, so I guess it doesn't matter. As soon as I saw him, he was the only one I recognized because other than the one name that you're going to get to, right? I didn't know a motherfucker in this entire thing. And I go, wow. I go, did they just go to a bar and go, he'll do. Yeah. Oh, he's eating a lot of chicken wings. I need a big motherfucker. Yeah. Can you look like you do boxing? Put your arms up. Good enough. Let's go. <laughs> That's pretty much what this was. All right. So, uh, yeah, that guy gets put to sleep and a third guy. In, in jeans comes out. I, I wrote, what the fuck is going on? A guy in boxing gloves jumps guy number three and takes his place. Seriously, what the fuck is going on? Piper. <laughs> Piper. It's like we're supposed to know who these people are. That's the best part is that all these people are. Dude, the crowd is equally as quiet oh, yeah. as they could be. They're, they're like, wait, are we supposed to know these guys? And by the way, here I was like, okay, well, maybe these guys. Our local independent wrestling talent. No, no. You look at them. That's what you would think that would be done today. These guys, as I said, were picked up from the fucking bar. Yep. Or the local bouncing security team. So Piper randomly has boxing gloves, wouldn't you know it? Um, this took this part itself took so long. They randomly stop and shake, thumbs up, 
Gets on the mic, says, you got a lot of gonads, kid. Restart the fight, and they put down the gloves and wrestle, which was atrocious. He gets the thumb up, so he's your first guy. Rando, number five, to the ring. Barefoot and tattooed. Sounds like the winner of the Miss Kentucky pageant. That was from Heenan. <laughs> this guy looked like a... Who was the who was uh, the ogre ogre from Revenge of the Nerds? He looked, but you know ogre was in Bloodsport. This guy looks like bootleg yeah. Bloodsport ogre. That's what it looks like. I've uh, always said that Braun Strowman is very very close to ogre. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, so Piper calls it, gives him a thumbs up. So there's your second guy, and then your last guy is John Tenta. <laughs> And the two randos. So you're telling me that John Tenta, former earthquake, <laughs> former shark, former I'm not John a shark, Tenta. I'm a man, whatever. <laughs> All of a sudden, this guy is like, I fit in equally as much with these absolute nobodies from the local pub. That's what you guys think of me. I'm going to be with all these guys tonight. Just kind of shocked. And everybody has their own talent. One's a boxer. One's kind of a karate fighter. Yep. And, of course, Tenta is your sumo wrestler. Absolutely. Yep. It was uh, it was something. Ooh, not putting my money on them. So that's the point is that now, uh, I don't know if you're about to announce this part, but then Piper says, here's my team. This is the team that's going to take me to Uncensored. Uncensored, This yep. is our team. I go, are you shitting me? Yeah. I don't remember this. And then he turns while in the middle of talking. In a matter of 1.5 seconds, <laughs> bitch slaps all three, of them. three guys hard. <laughs> then turns back and then just goes, no offense. And then just moves on talking. I was like, that was the best part of the segment was him doing that. Other than that, I was completely confused as to anything else that was going on. Yeah, it was... Uh... Yeah, I literally was like, what the fuck is going on? What is this? Yeah. I don't think the crowd was too happy. Am I being punked at 97? <laughs> was Ashton even born? All right. <laughs> uh, next, we got Rey Mysterio versus JL. We get a Prince Ikea promo from backstage, and at the end of it, he calls the TV title the World Championship because that's a pretty easy <laughs> distinction to make. Um, next was, God damn it. It was cringy at first, but the ending paid off. Uh, we get Mean Gene with Medusa, who we haven't seen, I think, since the women's uh, tournament, which was, what, two months ago? It's been a minute. Back in, I was going to say in December. It was back in uh, right before Starcade. Okay. Uh, Basin and Gina, where have you been? Like, well, I've been with WCW for over a year. You know, We've just been put aside. Bischoff's more interested in himself in the NWO. And NWO stands for New Women's Organization. Well, it was worth a shot, I guess. Um, but the more try again in 2022, <laughs> the the more interesting matter was Luna Vachon showing up and just like chewing her face off. Basically, it was amazing. So cool, very cool. But she mentioned Luna's name within a second, right before Luna attacked her. She was she? mentioning about how the women they have in the division. She uh -huh. in. She even mentions Luna before Luna attacks her. Oh, I didn't know that. So it's probably been on like uh, Saturday night. I think I think she messed up. How I'm pretty oh, sure she messed up because I didn't even know Luna was with the company. Could be either. You know that we don't see women's wrestling a lot on uh, on Nitro, so it could be that she was there, or it could be a botch. Who knows? Yeah, either but either way. way, Luna's there. Hopefully, we get to see her weekly. All right. Uh, yeah, dude. And then fucking. 
NWO comes out. Uh, Bischoff calls out. Dr. Schiller says, you know, you can't fire me, and you know it. We're friends with Ted. Uh, and they call out Piper and his team of wrestling fans, which is actually kind of funny, but not as humorous as the pro- but not as humorous as the promo for Uncensored that followed. Uh, and then our main event, we get the Steiner brothers versus Luger and Giant, and uh, NWO comes through the crowd to the ring with Sting. Uh, team Piper enters the ring as well to stand toe to toe with WCW. Uh, we get We Want Sting Chance, and NWO is just entering the ring as the show ends. It was real weird. They were like, we're out of time. And I go, you got them to the ring just to tell us they're out of time, and that's it? I'm like, I wouldn't have had them go out at all. Right. It, yeah, it was kind of a weird ending. Flat ending, if anything. Yeah, it, but, yeah, yeah, following suit with how things have been going lately. Yeah, pretty much. But, you know, you have to end every show with NWO, and if you don't, it's it's not a good Nitro. Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, match of the night was Bulldog and Owen. Yeah. Segment of the night, Piper and his goons, or his wrestling <laughs> fans, as, as uh, it's been called. Well, do me a favor, man. Get your box of tissues ready. Because we're going to talk about some sad shit in this week's Top Topic. Ladies and gentlemen, it's now time for... This week's top topic. You know something, Mean Gene? John Cena. Wrestling's not fake. The Rolex wearing what? Diamond ring wearing what? Kiss stealing. Woo! Wheel and dealing. What? Limousine right. What? Jet flying. What? Son of a gun. Woo! Sierra Hotel. India. Echo. Lima. Delta. Shield. If you smile. NXT to me, I've been trying to think about this all day as to how I wanted to talk about this or present this or bring it up. And NXT was WWE's indie scene. It was their Ring of Honor. It was their version of what everything else that was out there, and they made it on a better production scale. And then they just pissed it away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they just they didn't they just didn't even follow through. Um Kind of what we said earlier, you know, that Michaels was the right-hand man to Triple H with a lot of the stuff with NXT. But as we're seeing now, it's all, you know, it's not black and gold. It's pink and turquoise, and Shawn Michaels is the one that's taking taking over. Triple H was the one that pushed extremely hard for NXT to be what it was, and he brought in a great amount of talent and there's ways we can go through this. I know we both said we we're just going to bring some notes to the table. Um, you know, the more I start to look at each takeover, it kind of almost explains itself and then starts to talk about each wrestler or tag team or different storylines that we're starting to have through that. But even before takeover, you know, you had 
Seth Rollins was your first NXT champion, beating Jinder Mahal in the finals. Then we had Big E win the title. And then Bo Dallas was the uh, the next guy to hold the championship for quite some time. And then that is when Neville finally beat Bo Dallas in a ladder match for the uh, NXT. It was a, it was an event called NXT Arrival. It wasn't considered a takeover. It was kind of just a special, kind of like the Battle of the Belts, but only better. And in a ladder match, Neville becomes your champion. And now we enter into the takeover era. Before we dive into there, floor is yours. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how you want to do this, man. I they they really had, I feel like, a good blend of homegrown talent versus independence. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, ultimately, at first NXT was a way to kind of do their homegrown talent. You know, maybe people that were independent wrestlers on a very small scale, but. You know, this was really where things start ramping up. And, man, the run was amazing. I mean, just the names. Like, fuck saying who the, who the match is. I mean, I'm, I'm just going to read some names here. You know, we've got mm-hmm. Neville, Tyson Kidd, Charlotte, Natalia, Sami Zayn, Taylor Breeze. Um, yeah, Kevin, o- Kevin Owens. What's that? Tyler. Oh, what did I say, Taylor? Yeah. Yeah, probably. Uh, Owens. Becky Lynch, Sasha Banks, Finn Balor, um, Samoa Joe. You even got Baron Corbin there. Not that you really know so much about that, but that's a different story. The Revival, Enzo and Cass even. Asuka's there. You got Austin Aries. Shinsuke Nakamura shows up. You've got American Alpha. Um, even Bob, Bob Rude. Mickey James showed up for a little bit. Um, you know, you've got like a... Ruby Riot, Andrade, Gargano, Ciampa, Undisputed Era. Dude, that's over like a four-year period. Yeah. Look at that. And we're not even, we haven't even entered into the later years. Yeah. With exactly. Undisputed Era and all those guys. That's it's. <laughs> and, and, and what I will say is, you know, and this is a minor gripe. It wasn't, you know, anything detrimental, but I loved the original NXT title. The one that looked like an X, oh, it was shaped here. like an X. It was so unique. It was awesome. But you know what? I would bet money, dollars to donuts, that Vince hated it mm-hmm. because of the fingerprints that were on it. You could always see smudges and sweat and, and fingerprint marks that were on the X because it was like of mirror type form. Uh, when you have multiple little intricate pieces to a title, it's hard to show all that. But if you have it as just one plate, it shows very well, and it was probably hard as hell to keep that looking good. No matter how many times the light would hit it, you would see prints on it. As a person, I have OCD about my glasses, my windshield, my windows. If you're in my car and it's foggy, and I swear to God, if you touch my window with your hand to get rid of the fog, I'm going to punch you in your neck. (laughs) I hate things like that. So that title bothered the hell out of me. So I would put money. It had to be Vince's problem. But, yes, I agree with that. The old tag team titles, I loved them. I absolutely did. 
Um, I think they kept the same tag titles all the way through. I think they haven't uh, changed tag, those out. Yeah, tag titles I think were the same. Women's changed a little bit, but the men's title, yeah, that the way the X was in shape. <laughs> yeah, so awesome. I, I kind of feel like they maybe were a little bit forced to change the women's title once uh, Paige got finished on with that, and they were like, you know what? I think it's time we get a new women's uh, title. <laughs> no bullshit. That happened around a month or two before WrestleMania 33, which would have brought us to Orlando for TakeOver, and it was around that time that they introduced the new women's title. There you go. That that would make sense. That would make sense. Because it got spunked on. <laughs> Man, you know, way to fucking... Dance around it. Couldn't even be subtle. Just came right out and said it. I'm sorry. What else happened to it, dude? Have you not seen the video? No, I have not seen the video. I'm familiar oh my with God. its existence. Speaking no. of as good as it gets, did you see Sonny got arrested again? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Speaking of one hot mess to another. Yeah. Oh, oh God. Um. Okay, so there's a lot of great feuds. There's a lot of great matches. I'm not, I wish I could name every match that I liked in NXT, but that would take days. I am going to run through just a little bit of when it comes to the TakeOver events. Only some of the main things that you'll kind of remember were your main uh, storylines, your big things that brought you in, and what we remember that was drawing us in. Again, you know, your first one was Neville defending against Tyson Kidd. But we also had that match, Charlotte Flair and... Natalia. That's where Brett had Natalia in the corner, and or I'm sorry, Charlotte had yeah. uh, Flair in the corner, mm-hmm. and Natalia had Brett in the corner, um, which was cool. Um, the first takeover event I watched was actually the Fatal Four Way, and that was Neville against Zane Breeze and Tyson Kidd, and Neville retains. But what I remembered about that night was seeing Enzo Amore for the first time, and he won a hair versus hair match against some. Salvatore guy. I don't even remember his name. I didn't even bother to write it down because if you if you weren't in at least a couple of takeovers, I didn't really care too much. Um, but the biggest one that a lot of people got into was when Kevin Owens finally arrived. And in the opening match after arriving, CJ Parker, who we now know as Juice Robinson, Oof. breaks his nose with a palm strike. And it was loud. I mean, like, loud. It, that shit popped. Um, but that night is when Sami Zayn finally wins the title and Owens comes back out, broken nose at all, to turn on his friend. We are already off to compelling shit and you only had three shows. I think that NXT, it was the best that WWE is, is ever, ever going to produce ever again. That was the, it's the last good thing they had. Um, so after that we had Zayn and Owens, but then we got Baylor and Neville facing each other. And then also on that night at Rival, we had the four horsewomen in a match for the NXT Championship. Flair was on a pretty good run for a bit. Um, then Becky Lynch ends up, or I'm sorry, uh, Sasha Banks ends up taking the title and moving on for a couple of pay-per-views. Uh, same with Kevin Owens. But then we get the ladder match between Baylor and Owens in Brooklyn. That was huge because... Yeah. That's the one where Triple H opens that show and it's pitch black. And he said, it started as a vision. We said we are blah, blah, blah. And then you op- they turn the lights on because everything was in the NXT uh, arena, performance center, whatever. It's or full sale. Um, everything was always there. And it was the first time they moved out of there and in front of that huge of a crowd. 
Brooklyn was a very special show. A uh, little side note for you. Brooklyn, what you and I hung with each other, technically. I don't say hang with each other, but you and I saw each other the day of Brooklyn. That was the day of my uh, the benefit that was thrown for me for my uh, cancer oh, benefit. Oh, yeah. Because I was like, I know that, you know, I want to be here and everybody's really taking care of me, but I also want to watch NXT. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. That's really fucked up to say. No. Um, but on that night, though, at Brooklyn, that's where we got not only the ladder match between them, but that's the Sasha, Sasha Banks and Bailey match that Bailey finally won the title and the place just erupted. They should have main evented. That, that, the, it was like, I, I mean, Owens and Zayn still put, or I'm sorry, Owens and Baylor still put on a good ladder match, but it's a tough thing to follow as those ladies. Um, Vaude Villains, they're entering the picture now, right? And they win the titles against Blake and Murphy. Blake and Murphy. Blake and Murphy. Remember when that was a team? Yeah. And they had uh, Alexa Bliss as their manager. The next pay-per-view, they did realize that, okay, all right, we were wrong. The ladies definitely should have headlined Brooklyn. We're sorry. So we're going to give you at respect. They got to have an Iron Woman match or Iron Man match. They never call it Iron Woman. I want to throw that out there. Yeah, I don't know. You would know. figure by this time in, in, in life they would actually change that name, and they still haven't. Uh, but we also got the Dusty Classic semis and the finals, and that's when Joe and Baylor went over in the finals against Baron Corbin and Rhino. Odd pairing. I was like, did we just not have yeah, enough tag teams at the time? Probably but not. They were like, I will put all these guys in the end. They were probably using uh, it. Takeover yeah. London. Or go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, they're just using it to push Corbin at that time, probably. I Yeah. Um, Takeover London was the first one that they did out of country, as well as it was done earlier in the night, because obviously with the time difference for us. Um, but that's where we had Baylor and Joe again. Dallas, it has a special place in my heart. You got Samoa Joe taking on Finn Baylor for the title. You and that's where Joe gets busted open in the main event, and the the doctor's trying to come down and it, fix it. And Joe's like, "I I just want to finish this fucking match." Yep. We get the debut of Shinsuke Nakamura against Sami Zayn, dude. That's a match I'll go back and watch every now and then. It's just so awesome. It, it's one of my favorite NXT matches. And I mean, this whole night was actually pretty stacked, but we got Revival versus American Alpha for the tag titles, and that's when American Alpha won the titles. Uh, then we had the, the next pay-per-view, or next takeover, was a steel cage match with Joe and Baylor at the end. Brooklyn 2, the crowning of Nakamura against Samoa Joe, where he dethroned Joe for the NXT title, and Joe no-sold it as if Nakamura broke his jaw with the Kinshasa, or Kinshasa, whatever you call it. Um it was a great sell. But that night, everybody thought that DIY was going to dethrone Revival. And the crowd was so into it there, man. Brooklyn was ready for it. And Revival retains. God damn. <laughs> but they gave you it at the next show. That was Toronto, the two out of three falls match that everybody loves between the Revival and DIY. It's where both guys are uh, in their submission moves in both uh, – I, I only want to call them Dax and Cash. I can't remember their older names right now. Scott Dawson and other guy. Um, where they're both in submission moves and they're both trying not to tap and they're holding each other's hands. Uh, such a good moment, man. Like, it was well-produced shit that they did. 
Um, but that night we also in Toronto got Joe and Nakamura again. But we got Mickey James and Asuka. That's the match you were talking about when you said we got Mickey James for a little bit. Yeah. Um, that was kind of big because she had been in Impact for a while. San Antonio, we get the crowning of Bobby Roode. You know what? That means nothing but big things for him. I bet you they're going to probably do real big things for him on the main roster. <laughs> and that's the night where Authors of Pain beat DIY for the tag team titles, which I was a little shocked about. So then they defended again in a triple threat tag team match, AOP against DIY and Revival at Orlando, which that's the one I, I referenced earlier. And, and that was That's, a good you know, show. Rude and Nakamura. That was a really good one. And, uh, that entire weekend was really tough to follow because that's where you had the Hardy return. You had um, this whole thing. I mean, it was a really, really big weekend. But the following month was, I think, again, one of my other favorite takeovers. Tyler Bate defends the UK championship against Pete Dunne. It's their second meeting. They fought each other in the finals, but in Chicago, they put on an unbelievable clinic in the middle of the ring. And then your main event match, you know, oh, we did it. This is kind of funny to me. Rude defended the world championship that night against Hideo Itami. I go, oh, Itami did wrestle. Okay. He's actually in like two or three straight matches or uh, shows here. But then he's pretty much just gone after that. He didn't do much. Pretty much. Um, Itami obviously being Kenta, you know, because we don't call him Itami. His mama didn't call him that. <laughs> but in Chicago, this is the night where DIY, they couldn't get their titles back in the ladder match. And Champa turns on Gargano. The ending of DIY. That was good. That was great storytelling. And it was only going to get better from there, as we know. Because at Brooklyn 3, McIntyre, well, th- this is a night of all debuts. At Brooklyn 3, McIntyre wins the uh, NXT title against Bobby Roode. After that, you have Adam Cole come down and super kick him. Earlier in the night, after the tag team championship match, you also had Red Dragon show up. And they give the chasing the dragon to the uh, winners, which was Sanity in that match. But we also got Andrade versus Gargano, their first match. Everybody talks about that, yeah. uh, the upcoming one in a couple of matches, but this one's a lost gem as well, and I, I'm a very big fan of both of the matches they had. But this match also, or this night also had Alistair Black and Hideo Tommy. So look at that, two pay-per-views in a row for old Kenta. I guess you did wrestle there. And then you had a good stable finally in NXT. Undisputed Era has officially begun with Red Dragon and Adam Cole. So let's bring back War Games. It was the first War Games. And I still think the first one may be tough to follow. I think that, you know, some of the other ones that we'll talk about, first one was just so good. But that was Cole, Fish, and O'Reilly versus AOP and Roderick Strong versus Sanity. That was a real good one. It was. Undisputed wins it. And then Andrade dethrones Drew McIntyre for the championship. But that's where McIntyre hurts his arm on the That was an on-the-fly call. His tricep. Yep, that was an on-the-fly yep. call. And he was supposed to be moving up because the next month was Royal Rumble, and he would have been prime for being in there. 
Uh, but we had, which I already mentioned earlier, Philadelphia. I mean, there's some good matches on here. You had Baszler and Moon. Alistair Black versus Adam Cole in an ODQ match was great. But the match between Johnny Gargano and Andrade, everybody was wanting Gargano to win the title that night. I mean, it was the most over babyface naturally in a main event I had seen in a long time where people really wanted him to win. And that's where Candice LeRae jumped the barricade. She wasn't even really working, quote-unquote, yep. for the company at the time. And she jumped the barricade and took out uh, Zelina Vega. Mm-hmm. It was, oh, God, that was such a good night, man. Uh, so then we go to New Orleans, which was you know the, the spot for the next WrestleMania the following year, which was 34. And this is the night that you – I remember you calling me. You're like, when you finish TakeOver, I need you to call me right away. Okay. Did you listen to Champa's entrance? Oh, God. Oh, you mean the one where he had no music and it was everybody saying, fuck you, Champa, and go fuck yourself? Holy shit, that was awesome. Nothing has touched that since. That is the best heel entrance in a WWE setting, I feel like, of all time. It's definitely up there. Oh, it was amazing. And that was where he had his first match against Gargano in an unsanctioned match. And then Andrade Almas drops the title that night to oh, Aleister Black. Black. Hell yeah. So we're starting to have a new champion in there. But we also had a new championship crown that night with the North American Championship. And Adam Cole. Actually, Adam Cole pulled double duty this night. He not only won the ladder match, but he also participated as a part of the tag match, the tag team Dusty Classic Finals, because, shocker, Bobby Fish got hurt. (laughs) So he was no longer able to be a part of this match. So he defended not only the tag team titles, but it was also the Dusty Classic. They kind of merged it as one. And in that Dusty Classic Finals, you also had... AOP, but you had the team of Roderick Strong and Pete Dunn. Oh, yeah. And that is where Roderick Strong becomes the fourth member of Undisputed Era. Damn. That was awesome. It was. Great turn. It was That was the main, I guess, uh, final point of making who Undisputed Era was. And by the way, this is 2018. We have three more years of them dominating. That's the best part. You know, yep. this is just the the beginning of their era. Uh, and we'll breeze through here. You know, Chicago number two, Gargano and Champa, where it all began. Now they come back for a street fight. This is one where I believe they started tearing the ring apart and they started like doing DDTs on top of the yep. just straight wood. Yep. Um, that was probably you know that was the best thing of the night. Um, Brooklyn four. Well, Gargano and Champa, they got to keep this feud going, so they had a last man standing match. That this was... is where Champa's the champion. And it's where they handcuff each other, and it was like over an equipment case, so it kept Champa upright when Gargano fell. He was fell. laying on it, and then when he <laughs> fell off of it, he happens to fall on his feet, but his head was still propped up by that equipment case. God damn, dude. Yeah. All, I'm going to end up watching all this stuff now that we're talking about each one of these moments. Um, and that night, we also got Cole versus Ricochet, which is actually a really good match. Mm-hmm. We also have Mustache Mountain against Roderick Strong and Kyle O'Reilly. That was great to see them in Brooklyn. We had War Games number two. 
This time, all four members of Undisputed Era took on Pete Dunne, Ricochet, and War Raiders. You remember them. They're the Viking Raiders now. Yep. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Uh, but we also had Aleister Black and Johnny Gargano take uh, on each other at night, and uh, Tommaso Ciampa retained his title against Velveteen Dream. There was a time when Velveteen Dream was possibly going to be your NXT champion. Let's also talk about that. Yeah, seriously. It's a different time at this point. We kick off 2019 in Phoenix. Champa against Aleister Black. Great match. Um, but this is where, after this match, Champa is hurt and he has to drop his title. So he never loses Goldie. Uh, but also that night we had War Raiders against O'Reilly and Strong for the NXT tag titles. But New York, this is WrestleMania 35 weekend. It's the weekend where Kofi wins the, the title against Daniel Bryan. Ronda Rousey, Becky Lynch, and Charlotte are going to be main eventing. NXT was not a slouch, man. We also, by the way, had MS uh, at MSG, Ring of Honor in New Japan. This was like the most star-studded wrestling weekend we could have asked for, and NXT came ready because their main event match was a two out of three falls match. Johnny Gargano or Johnny Gargano beating Adam Cole for the vacant title. Match went damn near an hour and it was awesome. And then Pete Dunne finally ends his reign as UK champion losing to Vaganta. <laughs> I'm sorry. I meant Walter. That was a great match too. Yeah. And actually, you know, Aleister Black and Ricochet pulled double duty that weekend. Mm -hmm. They were in the tag title match against War Raiders here, and then they were in a tag title match at WrestleMania. Good for them. You would have thought that both guys would be being pushed to the moon in that company right now. <laughs> uh, the next Toronto one, Gargano and Cole have to go back to it again. Uh, oh, no, I'm sorry. Let me back up. We're finally at our 25th takeover. Takeover 25. And that's where Cole and Gargano have their second match. And we also get Matt Riddle versus Roderick Strong. Just a real good match. It was just a good banger of a match. And Riddle's first... Oh, actually, it's not his first match. He did have a match against Chris Hero, Hero at a takeover. But this is one of his very first ones where he can showcase himself. Because I think the one against Hero, I didn't even write down. He won in like seven seconds. It was a, a, like a kick and that was it. But Toronto number two. That's where he had the three stages of hell. And Adam Cole defended and retained against Johnny Gargano. Now that that's another one that went damn near an honor uh, a whole hour. Just they knew what they were doing, man. Again, how is it now 2 years later you're like we're done. Yeah. We don't care about this company. Well, I mean, let's be honest, a lot of this this is where they're starting to call up a lot of the people a lot of people up to the main roster. But there was yeah. still sustainable talent there, right? Because you're getting into the era now where you know, you've done the Gargano thing. He won his title. A lot of your tag teams have already moved on. You're at the point where Balor's back in NXT, uh, but you still have Champa's back. He's strong. You got Dominic Dijakovic. You got Keith Lee. Um, you, you know, you got your Matt Riddle. You're starting to get to a Rhea Ripley, Bianca Belair. So a newer crop. Yep, you're getting to a new crop, but they still are all great, and that that tradition's continuing. But, I mean, it's not I long love, before everything falls off. 
Right. Well, uh, well, and unfortunately, the writing's on the wall for a lot of these guys. If you're watching from afar, you're like, ah, we just watched Nakamura, Rude, and all these guys go up there and get dicked around. Mm-hmm. And Champa was like, you know what? I'm never leaving NXT. <laughs> and now he's on Raw. And did you see what they did? They made that motherfucker dye his beard. It's a black beard. It's not even the gray anymore. That pisses me off. I don't know why. <sighs> I liked the natural looking beard mm-hmm. on Champa. Agreed. Anyway, that'll be another day. We'll talk about them. <laughs> about uh, WWE. But you did a great segue naming some of your newer crop. And that next War Games was just that. It was Undisputed Era taking on that newer crop, which was Keith Lee, Dominic Dijakovic, and Champa. But that's the night where Kevin Owens filled oh, in. Oh, that's right. In Holy Pop City. No, and dude, right there, I was like, keep him there. Keep him in NXT. Don't put him back up ever again. That was amazing. The crowd went nuts when he got in there. And he, I mean, he had a great run in that match, too, beating the shit out of everybody in uh, Undisputed Era. He was used well in NXT. Never really that great in WWE. Uh, Portland would be your final live show for quite some time. And that's uh, right before. Portland was right before, I think, uh, Royal Rumble. was around the same weekend. And that's where Cole defeated Tommaso Ciampa. And Baylor and Gargano had a match. And Rhea Ripley defeated Bianca Belair. So there's, you know, again, that new crop. Bam. Pandemic. Now what the fuck do we do? Because this brand relies on those crowd pops i'm gonna say because the more the pop the better the wrestling the better the promos everything you know so now in your house was probably one of the worst nxt experiments i think i I wasn't a fan of the show uh they had a backlot brawl between adam cole and velveteen dream for the title cross and champa I like that cross one pretty quick, like within seven mm-hmm. minutes against Champa. Yep. But that's the one where I think I have a problem with that match because Orton kind of tore it apart. He was like slap, 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 slap because of how many uh, uh, super kicks everybody was doing and slapping their legs. He kept writing leg slap or something like that. I do remember that, yeah. The the women's match was good, Charlotte Ripley and Shirai. That was pretty good. The, okay, the main event definitely kicked ass. That was a good match. You're right. I, I did forget about that one. Um, TakeOver 30, I think they got a little bit better. Uh-huh. That's where you had Adam Cole and Pat McAfee. I don't care what you say. I thought it was a great match. For it was. Pat McAfee's first ever match. Um, we had Baylor versus Thatcher versus Riddle, which was just enough said. And then Keith Lee took on Karrion Cross, and that's where Cross won the title. Separated his shoulder, I think, or yeah. mm-hmm. or his collarbone. You or could something see it. Happened. You could see it on his. Uh, yeah. Yeah, nah, yeah, something in his shoulder, like a trapezius muscle or something. But finish like that, the yeah. match. Yep, dude, still finished the match with that giant bump on the top of his shoulder. Um, then we go to Takeover Thirty One, and now we have to crown a new champion. Prior to that, which was where we had the <laughs> the Iron Man match between four guys that ended. With Baylor versus Adam Cole oh, to go to the next week. Oh, that was so good. Yep, and so that, it was two really, really good weeks, and that's when it was AEW versus NXT in a weekly basis. We were like, "Yeah, baby," because that was 
God damn, it was awesome. And that was two really good weeks. And Baylor ends up winning. We thought Adam Cole would be the man to be a three-time champ. But it was, or the two-time champ, I think he was going to be. But Baylor ends up winning the championship. So then he has a match against Kyle O'Reilly. That was where we really got to see Kyle go into straight singles form. And a little tidbit to the end of this. This is where Dunn, Birch, and Lorkin all decide to jump everyone after the match. So Undisputed Era comes down, makes the save. O'Reilly goes, you're good with us, Baylor. Don't you worry about it. And then, bam, Cole super kicks Baylor right there at the ending of the show. We all thought the show was over, and they went that one extra second with that yep. turn. That was great. Um, so then we go into uh, War Games number four. They didn't label them that way, but I would have, so I labeled them that way in this. But War Games four, your final one. I don't count the one that was most recent because it was under the 2.0 umbrella. But yep. your final War Games was Undisputed Era against Pat McAfee, Pete Dunne, Birch and Lorkin. And then also that night we had Tommaso Ciampa and Timothy Thatcher. Mm-hmm. Good match. Thatcher, I, I that's another one, man. You know, that's a guy we haven't mentioned, uh, at least in our list of people as much so far. But, dude, those pit fights that they were having um, on TV weekly. Not weekly, but, like, every now and then they were having some great matches. I mean, the one with him and Riddle, wasn't it, that where he, his teeth got knocked out? They they played it. I think it was just a work where he, Thatcher stops and the guy attempts. I think to they were him. already yeah. broken too. Yeah. I think you and I talked about that on yeah, our show. We did. Uh, Vengeance Day was great. That's where uh, it was the it was kind of right near Valentine's Day, and Baylor. Or actually, I think it was on Valentine's Day last year uh, in twenty twenty one, and that was Baylor versus Pete Dunne. Man, I was really hoping Pete Dunne was going to take the NXT title, and he didn't. But we got another. Awesome match with Johnny Gargano and Kushida. Stand and Deliver, that was their final WrestleMania weekend attempt, you know, with, with being a part of them with their takeovers. And that's the night where Walter defended the UK title against Champa and the announce table. <laughs> <laughs> that poor announce table. We also got Baylor versus Cross. Man, do you remember Cross hitting that elbow to the back of Baylor's head? It was nasty. Oof. This I think this was the last banger of a takeover. Like this was the the last top to bottom solid, no issues. Top to bottom, I would say yes. There was a, the the final one did have some good moments, but we'll get to that in a minute. Um, but this is where we also got the first Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly match, and that was an unsanctioned match. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think this is the one where O'Reilly wraps his leg up in the. Uh, the chain and does a knee to the back of Adam Cole's head, which was really great. Um, They had their match between each other. Their second match was during their Great American Bash on NXT TV, and that's where Adam Cole got the win back, but it wasn't a takeover. Then we had In Your House number two, and this is the fatal five-way match, which I was a very big fan of this match, and I was hoping it went any other way than the winner, just because I wanted to see a title change because I really wanted Pete Dunne to win. But Karrion Cross defended and defeated Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, Tommaso Ciampa, and Pete Dunne. 
was a who's who of, of NXT at that point. Mm-hmm. Again, you're watching this and you're like, how can anything go wrong? Well, guess what? We now just reached our final takeover because as good as things have been looking, that's over. It's the last takeover. But they went out with a banger. You had Karrion Cross dropping the title to Samoa Joe. And that's where Joe then said, <laughs> vacated okay, that's it. it. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> we had our third and final match, which was a two out of three falls match with Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly. And O'Reilly goes over. And they kind of hinted towards that in AEW recently, too. He's like, look, mm-hmm. I know we got, we got some issues in the past. I like that they're bringing that to light. Hey, can I ask you a question? When is the black eye of Malachi Black going to go away? I think it's just going to grow. <laughs> I hope it keeps growing. That it's like one day his entire like one side of his body is just black and blue. But this was the dethroning night of Walter as Ilya Dragunov made him tap, choking him out after I think it was about a good thirty to forty minute match, and mm-hmm. you know where he just beats the living piss out of Dragunov, and dude, it was. You said top to bottom. I think this this night right here was pretty close, but it didn't have a good women's match. Women's matches made a, made a lot of those takeovers. It didn't. And ha- you know, yeah. the stand and deliver. They did have some good women's matches. That's where Raquel Gonzalez uh, actually ended up becoming the women's champion as well. So mm-hmm. it's sad, man. We're never gonna have this era again. It's it's really. I mean, we have a lot of the guys, and everybody could you know. Simply just say, well, then just turn on Dynamite and Rampage, and you can watch takeovers over and over because <laughs> yeah, it's the right. same guys. Touche. But for real, man, when you look at it, it's just how did you let it go? How did it, like, where did it go wrong? Why did Vince at any point just go, oh, it's going really well? They like it? Let's crush their dreams. <laughs> I don't fucking understand it. None of it makes sense to me. There was a lot, man. You know, I, I think the wars with AEW played a part because Vince ultimately probably never liked NXT and said, well, for one, we've got to increase profits to our shareholders, so let's cut some weight. Um, and looked at the ratings between AEW and NXT and said, yep, yeah, you know what, that's not working out, so I'm just going to go ahead and take all your superstars and uh, then release the rest of them so AEW can sign them. Uh, and then gave Triple H a heart attack uh, and let Shawn Michaels take over. <laughs> so, Do you think maybe it's pink and turquoise because Michael's eyes thinks he's seeing black and gold? What did you say? Boo. Yeah, uh, we'll go with Michael's. Blue. Yeah, no. <laughs> Popcorn no, fart. But, you know, it's funny because the, you know, with all the guys going over there, you should also remember these NXT guys, they saved you. Mm-hmm. They saved you in October of 2019 when you guys had all of your stars overseas and you were so worried about getting your blood money that you let them sit in another country basically with fucking guns to their skulls. Maybe not as, you know, descriptive as what I'm saying, but they weren't allowed to leave either. And then you let them come in and beat the living piss out of everyone at all of your Survivor Series that year. Yep, that was awesome. A pandemic later, and you're like, we don't need NXT anymore. I don't get it. I just don't get it. It's not. Worth it brought you to the song and dance, right? You know, it brought you to the to the big thing and and to the big game 
all the guys that you're grooming in NXT, you would have been like, that's a no-brainer. That's our WrestleMania match in 10 years. That's awesome. There should have been a no-brainer that Adam Cole versus Pete Dunne could main event a WrestleMania. Or that you could have had Shinsuke Nakamura taking on an Adam Cole at a WrestleMania. This is all very easy. It's just... I would have copy and pasted some of my takeover matches and just made them WrestleManias for all you need to do. You know, it's just, yep. I don't know, man. It's, I, I really, 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 really feel bad for Triple H. I really do. Yeah, me too. It's, it's, it's like terrible. raising a kid since birth and then he just becomes a fucking crackhead <laughs> and is really into pink and turquoise. <laughs> it, it, we'll, we'll, we'll go with that. We'll go with that. Well, hey, you know what? I decided I, and I haven't told you until right now, I am going to be making sure my phone is ready to go. I'm not going to be taking pictures and videos. I'm going to be into it, but I'm going to have some sound clips ready to go. I'm going to give you loud live sound clips from Revolution this Sunday night. Man, I can't wait. And then also one week from today, I'm going to be at Fort Myers for the Dynamite Fallout. Man, I'm ready. Whether Jeff Hardy is going to be there, Cesaro shows up, maybe Samoa Joe, I don't know. Maybe no one's going to show up. Maybe Cody comes back. That's probably what's going to happen. It's probably just going to be Cody and Brian Cage. Because there's been that rumor, too. (laughs) Well, as always, I really appreciate you guys listening to us at the Top of Wrestling Podcast. Especially if you are listening on any one of those sound devices we talked on earlier. If you happen to be making your way through on an AM radio, hopefully you can find a way to share this as well. So, Maybe run next door with that AM radio while it's on right now and hand it over to Estelle. I don't know. God. I... Boo. You know what, man? You better rep- about, do you know what? You better rep that shit up, B. <laughs> you know what? Thanks for listening to Top of Wrestling Podcast. Here's ODM. He's got four words for you. <laughs> More Nikita Lions, please. Who the fuck is Nikita Lions? <laughs> what? Oh, is that that big butt chick? <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed it is. <laughs> oh! 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 The Top of Wrestling Podcast is brought to you by... The Top of Wrestling Podcast. Your hosts are the Professor Mark Fantasia and ODM Joe Rizzo with special weekly segments by Nightwing the Analyst Rashawn Hilton. Without your continued support, it would just be some guys talking wrestling. Feel free to interact with the show on Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, and by email at thetopofwrestling at gmail.com.
like that. I like that specifier. Did I tell you that uh, uh, Vinny at the concert got uh, some chicken nuggets offered to him? Oh, really? <laughs> like someone just handed it right over? Uh, I think they motioned. I don't. They didn't actually hand it. He, you know, he didn't take it. But did still. you do the "I'm the father"? Hand it to me first thing. What the fuck you think I did? <laughs> I was gonna say yeah. I took the plate and I ate them. What do you think? 